Welcome to, well, this is actually a very special episode of Open Your Toys Cast. It'll actually become a discussion episode, so it won't have a number, but this is our 15th fucking anniversary. How many fucking podcasts can say that? Jesus. Rogan. (laughs) No, you think they've been around? I don't remember them back in the day, but Adam maybe. Curry was like the first real podcast. Oh, that's right. Former MTV, MTV DJ dude. Adam Curry. Yeah. He like invented <laughs> a lot of like he's like a fucking millionaire. Him and uh comedian Bob Kelly and Colin Quinn, they were like the first but Bob, they don't nobody ever mentions Bob Kelly and Adam Quinn. Uh Colin Quinn. I'd say smodcast, but I don't think he, uh Kevin Smith's done a smodcast in like fucking five years. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they came in after us also. Because like, I was still know. using when I was listening to Smodcast. Oh, really? Oh, maybe not then. I don't know. But, hey, we're fucking here. Hey, we got Rock and Lotus on. Ew. Ooh, ooh. I need to have one of those uh, sound effect machines. That's what I should have introduced with this episode. Now we're doing sound effects. It'd be like a morning show up in this bitch. Morning zoo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is the podcast dedicated to the four greatest action figure franchises of the 80s and all time. And those are Rock, Thundercats, Mask, LGN Wrestling, and Mego. (laughs) I like the the preemptive LJN, not not the rest of the wrestling crowd. Just the LJN. LJN. (laughs) Hey, Rock, do you know who uh, Lars Fredrickson is? No. Uh oh, did everyone freeze? Oh, shit. No, no, I don't know who that no. is. No. no, we're here. Lars Fredrickson. Right. Lars Fred, he's the guitarist for Rancid. No. Um, the punk band, but he uh, he also collects toys, so he's constantly selling shit on his Instagram. He just posted like the other day all these fucking clean as shit LJN wrestlers. Oh, no. I actually bought toys from uh Twiggy from Marilyn Manson. Oh no shit. Oh that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I don't think I've ever bought any toys from anyone famous. Maybe Bobby Skullface. I, <laughs> I bought uh I bought the Moss toys with you know for him to sign from him, but that's about it. <laughs> All right. Well, we want you to kick it with us here every other weekend on Sundays. If you can't make the live show, you can kick it with us in our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash open your toys. If you're just looking to know when we post a new show, follow us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash open your toys cast. Because there's not really any show notes to put up there for today, I didn't put them up there. Um, But if you want to see the show notes after the fact, you can go to openyourtoys.com, the upper right hand corner. There'll be a link to the show notes. Next episode, I'll preemptively put those up there so people can see that while we yammer away. Um, You can subscribe to us through Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon Podcasts. You can subscribe to the RSS feed. Email us at team at openyourtoys.com. Leave us a voicemail or text at 720-235-TOYS. That's 720-235-8697. If you want to support the show, buy your shit after you go to openyourtoys.com slash Amazon or openyourtoys.com slash eBay. We'll get a few cents. Whew. Where can people find you, Rock? You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on my YouTube channel. 
And I signed an NDA, but you will find me on an Amazon TV show coming up soon. Ooh, it's hosted shit. by, uh, let's just say, a comedian that's small in stature. It's done a lot of movies with The Rock. Kind of rhymes with Schmeb no and Smart. <laughs> um, it is a TV show about people doing funny stuff on their ring camera. Oh, that's awesome. They, oh, cool. found, they reached out to me. Wow. About being on the show, I had to sign an NDA. I had to sign a wa- waiver to clips for them. I licensed into them. Uh, once the show airs, I'll get paid. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, who would think I was actually going to be getting a check from Amazon for my – They, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was actually a scam. Uh, I, had a, <laughs> I had some private messages that said, hey, I'm a producer for a TV show. I work for that Smevin Schmartz production company and we'd like to use your clips we're like no if you're interested and i thought it was a scam so i'm playing along with those like a nigerian thing that, yeah, you know yeah. I, I have like a million dollars coming yeah. to me. i'll email you a million bucks don't worry the whole they sent me contracts and they sent me paperwork the docusign and it was all legit and but due to the writer's strike and then the other strike it kind of messed everything up they went back into production in october i filmed a segment in like late july for the show and it's supposed to be airing this fall Nice. That's awesome. Oh yeah, that's fucking dope. Make the announcement because they haven't been promoting anything with the with the two strikes. Yeah. After and yeah. one, so they're not even. There's been no promotion for the show, so they've just been recording it, recording it, recording it, and then you're gonna find it on streaming. Hell yeah! Hell yeah, dude! Oh, no, that's Shmamazon. I don't know, like, you know if you know what I'm talking about, but Shmamazon, you're gonna watch it. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow, that's fucking awesome. Cliff, yeah, my YouTube is probably gonna oh. blow up. I went well over a thousand subscribers right now. I'm at like ele- almost eleven hundred. And yeah. I mean the amount of messages I've been getting daily, it's been you know, I, I spend a good fifteen minutes a day writing back to people. It's Hell been yeah. yeah, it might be something I can actually monetize before I can think about it. I just need uh now it's more about content reviewed. Like you need a certain amount of hours or a certain amount of um, shorts viewed. followers. Yeah. Oh, I have the followers. I just I have the subscribers. I just don't have the hours viewed. You need oh, like four thousand. You need like yeah, four thousand hours. Your videos yeah. are very short. Very that's little. the problem. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say we we get four thousand in like a month, but <laughs> that's <laughs> three hours versus fifteen seconds. Right. Yeah, but even if you do get monetized, from what I heard, you don't really get much. Because I heard the what's on Joe Mine guys talking about how they get checks for three dollars and eight dollars. So it's not wow. like they should really start a TikTok rock. Yeah, I. I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, you'll be seeing more of it. I'll be make. I can't even make an. I can't even talk about it on social media. I can't even yeah, announce it's crazy. it. Yeah. But yeah, you'll be see- when I can announce it. I will make a full court press on it. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! We'll just yeah, know we'll he'll, he'll come on the show it. with all these gold chains. We'll know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on the show yeah. like this because I'm too famous. <laughs> yeah, I used to do this toy podcast. I used to. <laughs> <laughs> right on man well where can people find you cliff brother i uh, post on instagram as associate of horror uh sometimes in the group as red menace nice nice badass you can find me here on the show and lurking everybody's Facebook profiles oh yeah mr lotas mm, i don't know i'm not really participating in anything 
<laughs> and that's that's a good thing. Just goes where you, Swift takes him. <laughs> people may yeah. have seen where Lotus is, and you would never know. <laughs> apparently, uh, wherever are, he is, there's Moss Mans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's apparently fucking Moss Mans yeah. at his Walmart. Is that so. a is that a big deal? Like, you yes, dude, it's dude. Yeah. yeah, you need to really? go buy it. And flip They're expensive. It or... They were forty dollars. Yeah, yeah, you probably get two hundred dollars for them. Yeah, really? I think I think the last time I checked, they're going for about two hundred on eBay. So oh, they're only like eighty on Amazon, but that's forty dollars oh, more than I'm willing oh, to okay. pay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm already barely willing to pay the thirty nine ninety nine. <laughs> I'll just roll Sweet. a beast man and some flocky. They'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Spray paint them green. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, you can find me uh facebook.com slash open your toys or at slick favorite on the gram. Email me at slick at open your toys.com. All right. It's the 15th anniversary. We better be drinking some interesting fucking shit here. What 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 you got, Lotus? Grape Kool-Aid. <laughs> hey, that's a step up. It's not a, yeah. a bubba keg of water. So it's no purple source Rex, but I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> what about you, badass? You make a trip to the specialty store? The specialty Paradise. Canadian store. <laughs> Paradise twist, buddy. All right. That's gotta have a description. You can't just no. name no, nothing. They Dude, just in Canada we don't leave. We put some pinks and oranges and <laughs> yeah. call it Paradise Twins. We just get drunk. We don't read. <laughs> All right, Cliff. What about you, sir? Well, I knew it was going to be special, so I filled this bottle of water last night and aged it a day for today's episode. <laughs> so this is this is room temperature fridge water. <laughs> That's amazing, Rock. What about you, I'm sir? I'm drinking a, an Americano with a splash of caramel in it. Oh, nice. Yeah. And this is from your uh, your machine that does wonders, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to give a shout-out to your machine? Rebel Barista <laughs> Touch, baby. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Dude, I don't even drink anymore, Rock, but I saw you post pictures of your, like, booze curate. And I was jealous. <laughs> I was like, he has a oh, booze I've here. Just been, I hate to say it, but not buying any toys. I've been bowling out of control. I bought a new fence. <laughs> I fucking, I've done stone. Oh. Rock, you muted yourself. You yeah. muted, yeah. oh. You're still muted. You're still muted somehow. I think you might have turned your speakers off. Hey, we can't hear you. Now you will need tech support. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, can somebody message Rock? Does anybody have? I I think like a different microphone must have taken over in his settings. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's, he was in the middle of talking, and I yeah, saw the mute automatically. Out. Yeah, I think my foot touched the wire. Oh, there you no, go. Oh, oh, there we go. Uh, no, since I stopped buying toys, I've been balling out of control. Traded my Benz in for a bigger, brand new Benz. Stonework. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, tomorrow I'm having my stairs ripped out of my backyard. I'm having more stone put in. Yeah, I've nice. just been fucking got a nice E-Class now, luxury edition with the walnut fucking Ooh, dashboard. Shit, oh, my God. It's that? like a oh fucking. My God. Oh, my God. It's, it's I feel you feel like a boss driving the thing. 
it's but like yeah. the Italian Ray Donovan over it's, here. It's embarrassing, driver. <laughs> the dumping part is pulling up the work in it because it's just like everybody <laughs> thinks I'm making twice what they are, and they're actually a lot of guys make more than I do. But it's just it's, I'm good with my money. But uh, yeah, just uh, but that cure that that machine clip is incredible. It, the, it's called the uh, the Bartesian. Oh my god! At the pool playing fucking cornhole and just making different drinks. It's uh, it was a fun summer. Well, this is a, this is a family show, Rock. I, yeah, who you, who you play cornhole with is your business. Well, <laughs> we had a lot of fun at the pool with it. Our, so we, is, we, we, so, we call it bags in Illinois. It's called bags, but I know what you're oh, talking that's about. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize they had different I mean, names. To yeah, places. most most areas they call it cornhole. Yeah, yeah, I know what it is. Like, we call it cornhole here. I've always known it as bags. I've uh, never heard it called bags yeah. before. Yeah. Bags is like <laughs> Me a drug. Either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't play it. I watch people play it, and I'm like, that looks dumb. It's fun. <laughs> I thought it was stupid, too, but it's actually it's a lot of fun. You have a drink in one hand. You're just chucking the fucking bean bags. It's fun. Um. All right. Let's get a call. Uh, Halloween is texts. <laughs> Oh. Phone call. oh, nice. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, I'm drinking something I've never seen before. It's a motherfucking Arizona hard iced tea. Oh, no beach. shit. But that's more than 99 uh, cents. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, and I didn't even pay attention to how much it was. I just fucking gave him my cash. We got changed. Oh, my God, dude. I used to live off those 99 cents. Is it really sweet? Yeah, dude, it, it literally just tastes like Arizona. It's got like a little hint of booze at the end, but I mean, it just tastes like an Arizona iced tea. I think because of all the fucking sugar in it, you know. But all right, well, we got some motherfuckers already in the house. The his house, Evil King Macro Kranos. God, it's been so long since I listened to his podcast, I can't even pronounce his name correctly. Right? Macrocranius, yes. Thank you, Rock. I appreciate that. Giving a giving a 15-year congrats out there. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Uh, also got Shane Montroy in the house. KJ Smith. Yeah. Uh, Kawabunga dudes in here. Uh, KJ Smith says Rock's going to be on Cocaine Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> And Shane says, fight, farts are finally paying off. That's, That's right. Sure. That, you can uh, you can rub that in all your parents' face. Be like, yeah. Do you remember just a few months ago where Rock's like, I think I got to stop this. I'm getting too many sexual messages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now they're actually like, I mean, I'm getting, I, I wish I could just tell you, like, I wake up and there's a bunch of like, but I, I guess maybe those people have died off. But I, I literally wake up to a slew of messages every day. Like what do why do people comment on farts? Yeah, you want to read them? You want me to read? Them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's do some uh, let's do some live action. I have a new fan Look. in Australia that he writes me boy quite often. Quite <laughs> <laughs> nice movement. Uh, somebody wrote Lord's work. Then the next guy wrote <laughs> Big <laughs> Ripper, and he's got a bunch of smiley faces and chunky. <laughs> That was high class gas. Sounds like you've moved up in social rank. <laughs> That's when I was farting in front of a pool of a house. It's like a sixty-five million dollar house in East Hampton. Um, let me see. Oh, it's the same feed. Let's see. 
the guy from Australia really likes to write Big Ripper. Uh, he wrote that <laughs> on another one. Uh, now, are these comments know. or direct messages? Comments. It's, okay. I don't do direct. Funny how he looks around to see if anybody's watching. Can't stop laughing. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Oh, okay. yeah. Let's just see. Well, when you have a million followers, you got to post. That has some angry grandpa vibes. That <laughs> fart sounded too squeezy and greasy. Go inspect your drawers. <laughs> Stop squeezing ducks. Uh, keep up the good work. These sound a lot like what my wife and daughter tell me when it's I. It's mostly fart. duck season. <laughs> Here's a. That execution of that was nothing more than majestic. Uh, I can't believe the birds kept chirping after that. I expect to see a dozen or so drop out of the trees. Yeah, I mean, this is like what I wake up to. It just, you know. That's awesome. I'm telling you, after this show airs, I do expect to be like dilute. Oh, I didn't even give you the best part. How they found me. The guy who works for this show used to be the, the producer for Tosh.0. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So the way they found me was my shirt from work. It says the name of the company. Oh, they shit. went on my company's <laughs> Facebook. They went on my company's Facebook and then went and finally found a, a some kind of post that I was tagged in. And then they private messaged me, but I didn't see it because it goes into that spam folder. Of people yeah. that aren't your friends. You need to okay to see it. Message. I didn't see it for too. like a month. And I actually had two different people reach out. One was a producer and one was that guy who does the, um, the clearance, the guy that does the uh, licensing. Ah, so that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Well, all right. Well, like I say, this is not going to be our uh, normal show. So if you're here for toy news or a toy fair wrap up, unfortunately, this will not be the show. We'll be back in a couple weeks with all the crazy toy news uh, pared down to the most exciting over a month at that Just point. Just the next stuff. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but this is our 15th anniversary show. Literally 15 years ago, we released <laughs> the first Open Your Toys cast, and it was it was a triple zero episode. It was more of a pilot than anything. And uh, man, I have just been so fucking lucky to be part of this community, uh, to have all of these amazing hosts. Most of us are joining us today. Um, hopefully we're going to get Mrs. McFavorite on here a little bit later. Um, she's been a little bit under the weather this weekend. Um, we, Vern wanted to come on, but today is uh, Orioles, Orioles playoff game. And so he has tickets, so he wasn't able to make it. But we'll have a special special message from him towards the end of the show. And I don't know if Peter had a good excuse. He said he was going to a friend's house. Um, I don't know if that <laughs> quite trumps the 15th anniversary. <laughs> you to wash, uh, uh, wash my hair every tonight. week. <laughs> <laughs> it better be a friend's with benefits. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the case. I, I could give him a pass for that. I, they could I be could playing cornhole, so. <laughs> um, but he left us some multiple voice mess messages that we'll need to play one right after another. I thought maybe he was answering our questions like one per voicemail. He's like, no, you just need to play them all in a row. I'm just... 
Love you, Peter, man. Love you. <laughs> um, Vern's is a video, though, so that'll be yeah. fun. We'll be able to play the video and comment on it while, while it's playing, so that'll be kind of fun. Um, but yeah, right now, first couple things up, I'm going to do an Origins about Open Your Toys, a uh, brief history of the show, and then we're really just going to fucking roundtable some shit about collecting, talking about where we came from, where we're at, where we're going. Uh, if we get time, maybe a, uh, a state of collecting 2023, almost 2024. So yeah, hang in there. Should be a fun show. Um, please in the comments, ask questions. That's what this is all about. Uh, you know, uh, we, I promise we will get to you if we, uh, if we can, um, <laughs> this is funny. I just saw this, uh, KJ Smith says you promised a low list face reveal on this show. <laughs> Your, your camera working, Lotus. You want to you want to turn it on? <laughs> I'm one of the hosts, and I've never seen Lotus. Face. <laughs> like, How about we do a Kickstarter to reveal Lotus? <laughs> there you go. There you go. I think if, if, if Lotus got seven figures, he might think about it. <laughs> How about this one, Lotus? If you if you said there was a celebrity, who would you look like? Oh, I have no idea. I mean, I'm I'm just a generic person. That's all. Just go, did, just shoot for the stars. Be like, I look like a young Clooney. Yeah. <laughs> just a generic, generic robot. I'll, I'll tell you what. I have seen Lotus, and uh, and he's absolutely right. I I think even if you put facial recognition, <laughs> it would turn up twenty thousand people. Facial recognition. You you could be walking right. I was literally walking right next to Lotus, and I didn't know it was him. So, like, if you had to give a description to the police, and you had to say what, like, you would be like, he looks kind of like you know this guy, you know him. He looks like that. You know, like me, be like, hey, you know Steve Sharippa? Well, he's like six inches shorter, but he's got that build. You know, you can't even can't even draw me. Yeah, yeah. Lotus, if you ever have the means, you should come on with your camera on, but backlit, completely in shadow, <laughs> with like a with like a voice manipulator, be like, like like you're in witness protection. <laughs> so there, there was a point. I'll I'll give you guys some inside baseball. There was a point where I wanted to use my camera because I wanted to show like you know my toy collection, my statue collection. So I wanted to have that in the background. So I ordered a really cool spider-man mask like a high quality spider-man mask <laughs> and i just never i never used it but never pulled got a trigger gimp mask oh, <laughs> i would have sent you a jason mask free of charge <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's uh let's see so origins of open your toys so i i've told this story a ton of times and so you know longtime listeners especially everybody on the cast probably knows this story but it, it's worth telling um it, so when mrs mcfavorite and i were gonna get married uh we did our registry and and we didn't go crazy we we did like target and amazon i think or something um but as a joke so this would have been 2006. Uh, 
Um, as a joke, we put iPods on there, you know, and this is back when like the generic iPods were like $400 or something like that. And fucking, so we each put them on there as a joke. We get married and one of our, uh, well-to-do family friends bought us an iPod, an iPod. And I was like, oh, shit. And so we just took some cash from the, the wedding and we both got iPod. And uh, I had already been collecting to a point. I was I was that guy that walked into Walmart and we would do our shopping. And I was like, I'll go look at the toy aisle. And if a toy reminded me of something that I bought as a as a kid, I would get it. Um, now, uh, something that had started this back up was episode one. I went to the first celebration here in Denver right before episode one uh, uh, because Denver was the the uh, base for the Star Wars collecting club. Or not collecting club, Star Wars fan club at the time. So that's why Celebration One was held here. And as you can imagine, it, it was a big show relatively for not being like Comic-Con or anything like that. For being a, a, a very, you know, specific licensed show, it was, it was pretty fucking big. And the showroom was just, oh my God, just blew my mind. And I started seeing things like uh, AFA graded Transformers and all these vintage toys that I fucking had remembered all throughout my life. And uh, so I was like, okay, well, I got to get something. I got to get something episode one. So I started looking. People already had the figures, um, even though there hadn't been a release yet. The uh, release was that weekend, the big like toy release like they used to do with uh, used to do with shows. And somebody had a Darth Maul figure and I was like, oh, holy shit. And it wasn't marked. And he wanted like $80 for it. And I was like, why is this so expensive? He's like, try to find one, you know, and I'm like. Oh, okay. I, I guess that that's a fucking threat. <laughs> challenge, or, yeah, challenge, you know. And so, uh, so they did the big toy release, which I was not a part of. Um, I was but there. were you? Nice. Yes. Me and oh, uh, yeah. my buddy Kevin B. were lined up at Toys R Us. Yeah. Did you too. get a Darth Maul? I did. Ah. So I went a couple days later, and yeah, couldn't find a Darth Maul. So I was like, well. Some stores got to have it. So I just started going to all these different stores. And this is back when uh, KB was around and fucking went and I found one at KB and I was like, oh, my God. And, you know, anybody that collects that does the hunts fucking knows that little fucking endorphin rush, you know, yeah. after driving around, checking five or six stores, I finally found one for fucking, you know, Four ninety nine. Wow, KB is probably five ninety nine there. Um, but that really like like oh shit. And so I didn't get crazy, but I would go and check the toy aisle ever since then and buy things I found. Like I found the um, robots in disguise uh, Bruticus. You know that I was like, oh, this is exactly like the one I had as a kid, which. It's not anything like the one you have as a kid, but it was it was the mold at least. 
And uh, as soon as we got these uh, these iPods, I started listening to podcasts and uh, found a few toy-related ones. Uh, one of my favorites was Star Wars Action News. Um, say what you want about uh, Arnie and Marjorie. Uh, you know, there, there's lots of negative stuff out there and I, I'll have a couple negative things to say in a second about them. Um, but they put on a fucking well-produced show, you know, um, even back then, way back in 2006. Yeah. I, I actually wish they would do it, um, still. Um, but, uh, so that became quickly one of my favorites, just the way they covered their news, that kind of stuff. Um, so I sent in, uh, I sent in a few voicemails, one got played and, you know, then that gave me like the internet famous bug, you know, like, oh shit, I was on a podcast, you know? So Mrs. McFavor and I, and, um, I want to say it was in 2008, we did this big loop. We went from, uh, we're based in Denver. We went, uh, down through, uh, New Mexico to Arizona, to California, all the way up the coast of California, um, to San Francisco. So we went to San Diego, then all the way up the coast of California to San Francisco and then looped back. And this whole time we were hitting stores left and right. Like I was in the frenzy of collecting. This was, uh, during the, uh, what would it have been the 35th anniversary? Am I doing my math right? No, no. Um, the 30th anniversary of the star Wars toys. So like when they were doing the Macquarie line, so I was looking for all the different Macquarie figures and that kind of shit. And, uh, just like, you know, amassed a tub full of finds along the way while we did this road trip. Um, and, uh, and so when we got back from that, uh, oh, that would have been 2007. So when we got back from that, I recorded this. Oh, Hey, I hit that Brinks in the house. What's <laughs> Um, so when I got back to the house, I spent probably two hours starting and redoing and, and creating this like perfect, like voicemail, like cross country toy run for them. And it, it came in at like 20 minutes. It was ridiculous, but I sent it to them and they never played it. You know, now that I've put on a, a podcast myself, would I pay a play a 20 minute voicemail on my show? Probably not, you know, but I was really dejected. I worked hard on that. You know, I spent hours and hours trying to get it perfect and fine tuned and no uhs and ums and all that kind of shit. So they never played it. Okay. No big deal. 2008, we go out to San Diego Comic-Con and that's the year the Clone Wars drop. Okay. So we went out to San Diego Comic-Con for our first time. Uh, did all the fun stuff. And then we were going to go to the Toys R Us drop that Arnie and Marjorie were going to be at. And it was like 30 minutes outside of San Diego. And it was a scene. Let me tell you fucking what. That was also the one that Steve Sansweet went to. Um, I didn't know who he was. So I don't know if I, I, I don't have, I don't remember seeing him there. 
Um, but that was the same one he was at. So there were there were cosplayers out there. There were just tons of people. And so they're out there, they're doing their thing. And and I was like, oh, I'm gonna finally meet them, all this kind of stuff. I go up to me and and I and I told them everything. I'm like, yeah, and I left you guys like a 20-minute voicemail. Like, I understand why you didn't, you know, and they they just kind of like fluffed me off. They're just like, Oh, great, thank you, and then just kind of walked off. And I'm just like fucking loser. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Here's the guy that's been sending us voicemails every show for a year. Arnie, even though he's half the size of Marjorie, put his arm. He's like, back up. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so they're just nonchalantness really fucking pissed me off dude i was just like who the fuck do these people think they are do they actually think they're famous blah 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 all the anger that goes along with fucking being rejected essentially you know um and so right then and there i was like we're gonna do our own fucking podcast and we're gonna compete with these people and fucking you know and i'm i'm kind of thinking of it like business and we're gonna fucking put them out of business ruin the motherfuckers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but one of those two podcasts is still recording Slick. hey 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 hey, hey. Yeah. Yep. yeah do they even do now playing still because I know oh, they. Oh my God, do they? They have a humongous Patreon too. Because they have. Do I they? still listen to that. I try, I cherry pick movies only that I've seen. If it's mm-hmm. something I haven't seen, I skip it. But I still listen to it occasionally. And yeah, they have quite a big Patreon. I'm assuming because they have different tiers of Patreon where you can pay and tell them what movies to do next, and oh, you can wow. subscribe sure. and it'll do like a series of movies. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, I'm sure if you want. I mean, I could probably research while we're doing the show, but I can look on Patreon just tell you how many members they have, and then you could tell how much money they're bringing in, approximately. Yeah, I'd be curious because yeah, I was so I continue now playing is one of my favorite fucking movie podcasts too, you know. And so, like I say, no ill will towards them. They're they're busy people. They they had an agenda. They were filming. They had fucking cameras and booms and all, you know, all this kind of shit. Um, and so they really were the impetus for me starting, uh, starting Open Your Toys. And, and for the longest time, these were the only like four lines I really cared about. Um, I would buy shit from other lines if I saw like I have some, some Michelangelo's because he is my favorite turtle and all that kind of shit but uh (laughs) and so it was one of those things where uh we're just like fuck it we're gonna do it and so we we went back so that would have been july of 2008 so i started putting things together designing a logo getting a website all this kind of things and the whole reason why we're called open your toys is because they constantly talked about the rule of three. They bought one to open, one to keep sealed, and one for later, which now I understand they bought one to flip, you know, essentially, <laughs> um, at some point. And, uh, um, but lots of people would come on there and they talk about their toys and, but they wouldn't open them. And I'm just like, what the fuck? There's Who nothing the wrong with that. Fuck? Yeah. No. And, and like I say, <laughs> I've learned, a, I've learned an amazing appreciation for mint in box seal carded collectors. I, I do it with some things, 
um, with a lot of things actually. But, um, but it just, at the time I was just like, why the fuck would you buy something and not open it? It makes no sense to me. And so I so have the Patreon the- data. <laughs> they, they have 337 patrons and their bottom oh, tier okay. is, their bottom tier is $5 goes up to like $10. But oh, okay. or or it keeps going. Still, you're talking about a guarantee that's seventeen hundred dollars a month coming in. Plus, well, Patreon probably takes fifteen percent. Plus, there's yeah. what four hosts. Yeah, yeah. At well, least they're, doing, their, least they're getting their, something for their time. Yeah, yeah. But the production their, value on that show is really good. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. They must. You know, they talk about going and seeing movies like two or three times in the theater and like trying to take notes in the dark, like. I give them their props, you know, like I say, they didn't really treat me with the respect I felt I deserved as just a human being, not that I was anyone special. Um, but again, no ill will towards them. They, they're the impetus for this. They they drove this. And, uh, and so when I started figuring out my angle, you know, there was no one doing Joe at the time. Um, I think there was one podcast doing Transformers. No one was doing Masters at the time. And so I was like, I'm just going to do all fucking four of them. So, and uh, Miss McFavorite and I started, like, I didn't fuck around. Like, we started with XLR mics with a mixer that had a USB interface. And we would sit in our living room and I would broadcast my laptop onto our fucking big screen TV in the living room. And just the way we do it on, on fucking YouTube right now, I would click on a link. It would come up. And I'd be like, this is something I'm going to buy. And Mrs. McFavor would say, why the fuck are you going to buy that? You know, and it just kind of, <laughs> it was, I I really love the husband and wife dynamic that that Arnie and Marjorie had. And so that's why Mrs. McFavor was like the perfect choice for it was she was collecting at the time, but just Nick's knickknacks and doodads and that kind of thing. Of her Ghostbusters was stuff. her focus, right? That's yeah, exactly. Like. Yeah, like that was the only like action figure thing she really cared about. And so um, it was, it was fun. It was like you know, it was a what I thought was a hardcore collector talking to a layman and trying to explain things because, especially when I started with podcasts, like. I didn't know about conventions. I didn't know about exclusives. I didn't know about, you know, store exclusives, all this kind of shit. And so it was me explaining that stuff to Mrs. McFavorite in a way that could hopefully help like newer collectors start understanding this stuff better. Like, so you're the original toy mansplainer. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Now listen, woman. This is what's called an exclusive, and these are hard to find. (laughs) They only made 3,000 of them, so they're worth a lot. Do you understand that? In four years, they'll be worth less than you paid retail. I know. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. Oh, remind me later to tell you about Dr. Mindbender. Fuck all this modern toy bullshit. I can tell you that stuff. I'll wait till Jason's done deleted. So, uh, yeah, so that that's kind of the 
origins of Open Your Toys cast. And then, so Mrs. McFavor and I did that for Jesus. What? I mean, so Little Miss McFavorite was born in uh, 2012. So I think we did it pretty solid up until Mrs. McFavorite got pregnant. So that would have been like, well, no, because see, see, and this is where I should have done my homework. I can't even remember the history of my own fucking podcast. Um, but when you but, guys came onto my show, have you, was she pregnant yet or was she speaking? Well, what year? See, I can't even remember yeah, I don't even when remember we came what, on. What you mean the yeah. show you did with Chuck, right? Chuck from the toy, the toy show you did with Chuck from Star Joe's? Yeah. Roger? No. Yeah. No, wasn't it? No, we came show, on your show when you yeah. were doing it with your buddy that lived up there. Yeah. Weren't yeah. You? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and okay. I I don't even remember that dude's name, but Dave. Yeah. Oh, I remember that show. Yeah. What yeah, was cool. the name of your show again? Oh fuck. He can't yeah. even remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes me feel not as bad if you can't remember the name. Guys, but it with was toys. I'm pretty. Yeah, this is like, hey man, what was that original band we were in in 2008? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that band sucked. <laughs> So we did a lot of stuff. I mean, we went on What's on Joe Mind when they first started coming out. Miss, that's right. Found out who you were through them. Was I remember you them. going on their show, yeah, because I used to listen to them. I mean, they were they were huge in the community, and so um, like right out of the box. Yeah. Oh, hold on one second here. Um, right out of the box, and I had met them at Joe Cons. And, uh, and so, uh, I, they had me come on their show. They came on my show. Mrs. McFavorite did the girls only show of what's on Joe mind, which was really cool. That was, that was awesome to hear all the wives talking about everything. Um, but we kind of evolved from there and, and at our peak, I mean, this is fucking insane to think at our peak, because we were in MP3, it was all based on downloads. There wasn't even Stitcher yet. We were at like 5,000 downloads per show, which is just fucking mind blowing to me. Um, but hey, then Frank, we took a, yeah, I got receipts of our first conversation ever. Oh shit. <laughs> Luckily those are blurred out by the brightness. <laughs> I'll talk about them when we get to my history. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely you don't and I don't that think <laughs> What? You don't delete that? You keep that in your phone it... forever? No, it's just it's just Facebook Messenger. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's on it's just it always saves you like when you when you talk to somebody, the message just keeps going. It never deletes oh, okay. old messages. Um, so yeah, it was one of those things where we just kind of kept going. I wasn't ever worried about community, you know, Twitter was huge at the time and I had, you know, like 800 followers on Twitter and I was, was super active because it was an, it was an easy thing at my job. I could take a five minute break and drop into Twitter and retweet a couple people and respond to a couple things. And then. Mrs. McFavor got pregnant and she was kind of, you know, a big thing about the show was our drinking, you know, like we wanted to do. Huh. And I forget where we got, what are we drinking? We got that from another podcast. 
Um, I want to say the totally rad show, but I don't know. Anyways, we got what you're drinking from something else. And so we just would have a blast with it. We'd be taking shots and drinking beer while she'd be drinking sparks at the time, that kind of thing. So when she got pregnant, you know, that kind of wasn't as fun, you know, um, um, that kind of thing. So we took a huge break. Um, we stopped going to shows, all that kind of thing. Cause the shows was another big thing. Like, you know, at the time I was, uh, I had a little bit of inheritance. And so we would go to Comic-Con every year. We would go to every Joe con, every bot con, all that kind of thing. So I would try to take videos of the panels that never worked out well. I tried to do live streaming, never worked out well. So I never became that panel or that show guy like Pixel Dan has become, you know, where where he goes to shows and does walkthroughs. But that was the hope. Um, we never really got into interviews because I didn't. I didn't want to have to fucking worry about bringing somebody on and being all professional and not crossing lines and shit. So we never did interviews. He's going to sneeze. Did he freeze? Okay, good. Thank you. I'm just happy he froze and it wasn't me. Yeah, I thought everybody did. I thought he entered the Matrix. <laughs> he's, he's, getting, he's getting ready to sneeze. Just give him a second. So, Rock, it's good to see you, buddy. Yeah, I. This you might be the last time you see me for a long time, unfortunately. No. That's hurtful. We got to talk about horror movies. I saw Saw X. Oh, okay. All right, hold on, hold on. Does everybody? Okay, I'm finally on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm back. <laughs> My bad. Um, and so, when I wanted to bring it back, the the whole goal was to do more of a roundtable, and I think I ripped that off from somebody else um, as well. Where I wanted to have an expert from each line come on, and uh, at the time that was going to be Dave for Star Wars, uh, Cliff. I think you were no, you weren't no, involved. I was, yet. I was not involved at all. Yeah, I was just yeah. Listening. So. It was no, it was Dave for G.I. Joe, it was Vern for Star Wars. Swage was Transformers, right? I believe so. And then um so Vern, Dave, Swage, and who else was on there? Shit. That's awful of me. It wasn't Peter. To remember. It might have been Peter. This is why I should have rehearsed it. But anyways, we wanted to do, do a round table. Episodes, won't you just well, that's that's what I should be doing right now. Or somebody else can go through those. So I know I know it's about episode like 93 or something like that where we started doing the round table. Uh let me say passionats. Oh, keep talking. I'll I'll look at Okay. You, yeah, you be our fact checker and uh so that worked out well for a while. Um, everybody knows Swage, and if you've been listening to it since then, uh, Swage and Dave kind of had clashing personalities. Dave was just a guy that just wanted to come on and have some fun. Swage was a guy that wanted to give everybody shit. And, you know, I grew up with all my friends giving – 
all of us giving each other shit all the time. So to me, it wasn't a very big deal. Um, but later I found out to Dave, it was a big deal. And, and that's the whole thing with, uh, bullying nowadays is, you know, it really kind of draws, uh, uh, draws my attention to whatever you think is kind hearted and all in fun and that kind of stuff. Somebody else is probably taking that the wrong way. And, and, whether they should or should not take it the wrong way isn't the point. The point is, is that you shouldn't treat other people that way. Um, so that was kind of a falling out. Um, well, let me tell you, as a listener, it uh-huh. was it was rough. Like, was you it? Could, okay. You could feel it. Like you it was. It was really uncomfortable. As just a okay. listener. Well, and seeing, and, and once it got brought to my attention, I started paying attention. It was kind of like the what's on Joe mind guys with Chuck. Yeah. They used to burn Chuck into the ground. Yeah. To me, they were like mistreating. Like at first it was like, ha ha, poking fun. It was mainly Gary, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah. They got out of hand though. They got out of hand. They brutalized him. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah. It was hilarious and, and too. So I see what you're saying is, you know, that started making me feel uncomfortable on what's on Joe Mai because of that kind of stuff. But also, he didn't buy any GI Joes. He bought wrestling figures and Transformers. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why. I don't know why he was on a GI Joe podcast unless he was the one doing the technical stuff, which I don't think it was him anyway. I believe it was Gary doing the editing. Yeah, so I don't know why he was even on there. And Tonic that's relief. where. That's where where Open Your Toys had some issues, too, because Mrs. McFavor would do all the editing. So that would lead to a lot of shows getting released later than I hoped it would have been and that kind of stuff. And that started causing an issue in our relationship. So when Vern came on, he took over those duties and, and did an amazing job with them. Um, and then eventually we get Lotus on. And Lotus takes over those. And I think there was there was like a, a, a final straw with Vern um, where like I praised Lotus on a show and he got really upset about that because he felt I had never praised his work on the show as much as I was giving props to Lotus for what he was doing. And and I think the biggest thing was Lotus was was keeping me on track. Like when it was just Mrs. McFavor and I, we would go a month without a show just because we just wouldn't get around to it. Lotus kind of instilled this like, and, and not in a bad way, but like, Hey, don't waste my time. You know, if we're not going to do this regularly, if we're not going to do this kind of shit, then fucking, then it's not worth it. And so that's Lotus really brought the regularity, the every other week, you know, like I'm going to be there because Lotus says we need to be there. Do you feel that's, do you feel that's the case Lotus? Yeah. I'm basically the mucinex of the show. (laughs) (laughs) The hell of a drug. (laughs) No. Um, or actually, mucin. That's not the right. That's not the right. What's the laxative? The regularity thing. It's, anyway, it's a fiber. Metamucil. Metamucil. That's what it is. Yeah, metamucil. Um, no, no. I, I just, yeah, I just wanted to keep everything on track, and I was doing the editing, and you know, I mean, I don't know. I that was a little weird that you know, unfortunately, Vern felt that way because 
you know, that's not what any of us wanted. Yeah. But, uh, and it, it opened up my eyes that I wasn't appreciating what you guys go through, you know, like rock cliff, badass, Dave Swage, Vern, like, you know, to me, I was like, I'm doing so much, you know, it takes me two hours to do the show notes. It takes me two hours to write the post. It takes me all this kind of time. And, and I wasn't being appreciative of your time, you know, because whether you just come on and talk toys for three hours or not, it's still an obligation, you know? And, and that was the other thing with Vern was the obligation is Vern is a huge sports fan. Like I say, he's not here today because he has Orioles playoff tickets and that kind of stuff. He was a huge sports fan. So in the winter he would be MIA most days because our show would conflict with football Sunday. You know, and I, I started talking shit during shows he wasn't on. And so that was something that aggravated him as well. And again, it was all in fun. It, it, you know, just like we talk about why this person is near that person isn't there, but it was an eye opener to me that I need to be more sensitive um, to people in general. Um, so when so, yeah. so so uh, I, I've had a lot of conversations with Vern recently because he wanted to know if I was going to Baltimore Comic Con and I was mm-hmm. gonna go and I was just like honestly I have no interest in going. So we were chatting back and forth and texting and uh, you know when he got out of collecting after he left the podcast, he literally told me he goes I'm looking at tens of thousand dollars worth of toys and I have credit card debt. He sold everything, wiped out all his debt, He's like and now I have a nice nest egg. And he was just like, I can rebuy this stuff. So he kind of got to the point, like, kind of like where I'm at right now. And I see why it happens, you know, and I'll get to that later. But like, I ran into Ed Arndt and a guy, Gil Tucker. They're pretty big in the the Guild of Calamitous and Content uh, group. And they're also big in the G.I. Joe group. But I think fatigue, just after a while, I think collecting fatigue, it's burnout. And you just, sometimes you just, you're just overwhelmed with it. And you don't want anything to do with it anymore. Yeah, I think that could yeah. happen. I mean, it's because I think it's happened to a lot of hosts. I mean, look at Peter stopped doing the show, <laughs> Bird stopped doing the show. You know, I think it just it's another part of it too. It gets become all encompassing, and after a while, it's like ah, it's all the shit. Yeah, Mrs. McFavor doesn't buy any. She'll buy our our daughters into pops, and <laughs> so uh, she'll buy a pop every once in a while because Mackenzie likes it for you know for her for Mrs. McFavorite's collection and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean it it it's crazy when you think about this show and you think about that it's been fifteen years, and and now like I say, the state of collecting nowadays is just in fucking sane. Like, I, I can't imagine how anybody keeps up with this in general, unless you're like a one-line person or you're a millionaire or something. But uh, if you're a millionaire, you're not really buying toys. You're buying yeah. other stuff right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brinkalizer says, I found Open Your Toys because a toy tuber that I know, T2RX6, mentioned it once in passing. So, yeah, T2RX6 was one of my good online friends, um, Justin Jonitis, if anybody's familiar with him. Um, it, it was just one of those things where – and now we've kind of gone through – I wouldn't call it a carousel. What's the right word? We've, we've gone through a few hosts 
but we've settled in, you know, Lotus, I'm sure you're going to talk about your collecting journey here in a moment, um, has come and gone, um, Vern's come and gone, you know, Dave and Swage, that might be a different thing. Um, I know Dave still collects. I don't know if Swage collects or not um, at this point. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a fucking wild ride. And it's been really interesting to see the evolution of not only collecting, but of of the people that have meant the world to me. I mean, fucking you guys and our active listeners that means the world to me. I, you know, I'm, I'm barely part of my local group here. I'm barely part of any other groups, you know, our open your toys cast group. So Jason is is basically the Howard Stern of toy podcasting and Vern was Jackie, the joke man. And then who's going to be, you know, Swage was uh, Artie Lang. So Howard is still in position and, you know, and I'm just Baba Booey. Baba Booey, Baba Booey. So, so to fact check Slick from earlier, uh, episode right. 92 was credited to you and Mrs. McFavorite. Okay. And then 93 is Dave, Roger, Swage, Vern, Slick. Okay. So, right. I, I totally forgot, Roger. The, yeah. So you there. were. Oh you were the Motu guy. So then. You were, yeah. You were our Motu. Okay, I didn't know if you were our GI Joe because back then you were helping me with GI Joe nonstop. I should have been your you GI Joe guy. So may so you must have been Motu as a fallback because Swage was Transformers. Swage was Transformers. Yeah. Vern yeah. would have been Star and Wars. And Vern was Star Wars. Yeah. Motu. And yeah, Dave definitely wasn't Motu because Dave was. Yeah, so Motu. that's probably what it was. Was we made Dave GI Joe and you Motu? Wait, that wasn't Flag Points, Dave, was it? It was yeah, USS Flag Dave. Oh, really? It was also Flag that's... Points, Dave. He used to have an awesome GI Joe toy podcast. Well, I don't know if he was Flag. Oh Points, no, Dave. no, On no Pop not Culture that. Network. They called him USS Flag Dave. Okay, then maybe it's a different guy. But yeah. it was a Flag Points, Dave. This is who... Dave Draper. Yeah. Oh, that date. Oh, yeah, from goodness. yeah, their podcast is their podcast is done too. Yeah, yeah. Dave and Duvall sold done. everything at auction. But, and, did, but and, did they announce the podcast was yeah, over? But, or? but Duvall was always talking about his credit card debt and stuff, so yeah. he he had yeah. to do it for financial. Duvall auctioned it off. He had Pixel Dan over to pick what he wanted before it all went. Because I remember gone. the other guy was always talking about like he you know he needed roof work done or he needed a tree work done. Everything was thousands of dollars, and you know he's like, oh maybe I might not buy this because I have this other big bill coming up. Did they announce the podcast was over? Because I just noticed it hasn't been a new episode in a long time. I think they. I don't know. I follow Toy World older fans on Toy World Toy World order fans on facebook i think they just said we're kind of done okay i don't remember any anything it's kind of like star joe star joe's is basically like on the what do you call it when it's like about the flat line it's like it's on life support yeah yeah they they made it more (laughs) they made it more comic related and then they started having the artists on there right the gi joe guy that they yeah i mean i'm good friends with ryan and chuck but basically it's it's was more episodes about promoting kickstarters people doing kickstarters and they got away from the roots of what they used to do bella gi joe stuff and star wars talk and you know ryan said he wanted to do 300 episodes and end the podcast and this year he wanted to put out like an episode every other week and he did two all year. <laughs> and it's just like, he's, he's working on his own comic book and, you know, he's having a hard time getting the other guys together. And he's the same thing. He's gone through a ton of hosts as well. Yeah. And I honestly think it's just, we're getting to an age where 
this stuff just doesn't mean as much to a lot of us anymore. Like I just turned yeah. 48. I'm like uh, a couple weeks ago, me and Melissa were in uh, Walmart. Oh no, we were in Target. Excuse me. We were in Target. We went through the Halloween stuff and I'm like, let me just look through the toy aisles for shits and giggles. And she's like, you're f- going to be 48 years old. You're still looking at this shit. And it was just <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, I didn't buy anything. I just wanted to look cause I haven't looked in months. So yeah. I'm like, let me just see what's out there. And I'm like, yeah, that does nothing for me anymore. You know, uh, just suppose says Lotus traumatized me on my first time trying to enter a live show discussion. I jumped off the stream. I wasn't ready to join the show. Hey, juxtapose. Don't worry about it. When I used to podcast with him, I'd be scared shit that all of a sudden this would happen. My beard would rub against your rock. Your mic, your, your mic's rubbing against your beard. But you these are the memories. But are rock, you drinking, these, are you drinking? These are the yourself? memories, Rock. These are <laughs> how many times? Because I didn't realize I was, you know, I was, I was podcasting with the uh, the iPad and my yeah. ear, my my recorded yeah. AirPods, and he'd be like, "Your beard, your mic's touching your beard again." <laughs> uh, about about figs. Uh... About figs, one fifty five says, "Are you talking about this because you plan on taking a hiatus? I don't catch you guys live much because of work, but always cool Download to catch it. you guys Listen live on iTunes." Yeah, exactly. No, and he does. Uh, no, no hiatus coming uh, yet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then uh, here's Lucas James, which we all thought was you Lotus because of your name James <laughs> on Facebook. It's I don't think I ever told the seven 11 story. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. I have two different seven 11 stories, but I know this okay. one I definitely didn't tell. I'll save it. Remind me. Yeah. Lucas, uh, Lucas says, James. holy shit. Rock is back. Does he have any more? How I got fired stories. We will have a, we will have one more. That's for sure. So again, I, I am not doing justice to people like Roger. I apologize. I didn't even remember that you're part of that original. That is completely my fault. See, we go to the appreciation, right? <laughs> not appreciating you from being here from episode 93. But you yourself took a break for a long time, Me too, and right? Me Swage had a, a thing, and that's why I left the show. Oh, and, wow. So Swage just was like the poison pill of this podcast. Oh, dude, he was huh? ruthless to me one time, and I was tired, and I was, wasn't having him. I was like, basically, fuck you, I'm done. Like, oh, when so... you're done on the show, maybe I'll come back, but I'm not. Wow, I'm glad you came back. So, so Swage uh, was the stuttering John of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! All right, so that's kind of a, a brief history. Now, I'll bring you up. You know, we went from audio to video and all that kind of stuff, and and now you know, to me now it's it's worked into my schedule really well. It's it's pretty easy for me to do the the editing of the podcast is like next to nothing now that we don't have the cool vintage commercials, which I stole that from another podcast. You know, <laughs> like I stole uh, that from another podcast. I used to do it on my all the time. <laughs> So um, I didn't realize we were going to get this late, but let's go ahead. uh, Let's start round tabling some shit here. Um, Why don't we, why don't we combine these two questions? We'll do uh, how did you get into collecting and what were some of your favorite things to collect? And we're going to round table this, but first, 
And I think it was, I think it was Lucas James, right? Or was it a different person that was giving me shit about the uh, one chip challenge last show? Somebody was on me. They were like, eat Someone, it now. Yeah. Somebody eat had it any little caps. That's why I remember. Something. Yeah, yeah. I was, like, yeah, like, this person's yelling at me. He's like, I'm not yelling. <laughs> Do it. But Do here. It. Yeah, let me let me get my daughter in here. Kids, come in, babe. Wait till Cliff gets back. You have to do where Cliff's are. Oh yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait till Cliff. Buttons big boom boom or whatever his other identity. He's probably watching it on his cell phone while he's smoking. <laughs> yeah, probably Duke Fisticuffs. That's what it is. Yeah, Duke Fisticuffs. Yeah. He's probably like running downstairs. Don't don't rush, Cliff. No big deal. Um. All right, we're still waiting. Here, come show your ugly mug on the camera here. Oh, here, how can I do this? Here, squeeze in there. Come be on the podcast. All right. So if you've been listening to this show from the beginning, this one wasn't even born yet. How old are you now, Little Miss My Favorite? Eleven. Eleven. Oh, my God. So crazy. She's rocking the Hogwarts shirt. All right, Cliff. Come on, come on and get back. But so what we're going to do or what not we're, we're going to do, what I'm going to do is this fucking ridiculous thing here, the Pake one chip challenge. Oh, um, so the warnings here are keep out of the reach of children <laughs> uh, <laughs> intended for adult consumption. Do not eat if you are sensitive to spicy foods, allergic to peppers, nightshades, or capsin, or are pregnant or have any medical conditions. <laughs> After touching the chip, wash your hands with soap and do not touch your eyes or other sensitive areas. I'll tell you a, a story about hot stuff and sensitive areas once uh, she's not in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Seek medical assistance should you experience difficulty breathing, fainting, or extended nausea. <laughs> yeah, here we like go. Just in time, right? Yes, yeah, you are. It's yes, happening. you are. It's happening. Here's Rock chiming <laughs> in. <laughs> Gotta go solo layout. Solo layout? Okay, I will. All right, here we go. Okay. Shouldn't you wait till like you know right before we sign off, Slick? <laughs> no, no, because I I want to I want everybody to see. I, I'm going to try to. So the whole thing with the one chip challenge is you're not supposed to drink or eat anything after you do it. So I'm going to see how long that lasts. I do have a uh, full glass of milk here. Is your daughter wearing a guar shirt? <laughs> no. <laughs> that is hilarious. I now just think that milk. glass of milk has been sitting out for over an hour. It's, yeah. nice to oh. Oh. it's gonna be nice and warm. Oh. Yeah. You're gonna be very gross like that afterwards if you drink that. Okay, so here's the unboxing. So this now, is what it looks like it here. Are you gonna let it sit on your tongue or no? I mean, I'm gonna che- I'm gonna eat it like a chip. It's not Holy Communion. We're gonna see. (laughs) (laughs) What? The whole thing in one bite, bro. Bro, (laughs) bro. The body of Cheeto. We we've taken it back in this house. Uh, We we all call each other bro. (laughs) Okay, here here it says what to expect. 
Made with Carolina Reaper pepper and Naga Viper pepper, this vicious chip was created for the vengeful pleasure of intense heat and pain. So first, there'll be a swift strike to the mouth. Senses recoil. Viper hyperhypnosis. Abdominum, abdominum attack. Abdomen. Attack. Abdomen. abdomen. <laughs> Thank you. I, I knew that didn't sound right. Abdomen attack. And then serpent spiral. All right. Well, prayers to Mrs. and Little McFavorite for the bathrooms tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so it says, the rules for the challenge. Read the warning. Eat the entire chip. Wait as long as possible before drinking or eating anything. And then post your reaction on social well, not gonna post my reactions but oh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be clipping this don't yeah. you worry <laughs> yeah. this is a meme all right so here we go so it's got a little rip thing here oh jesus christ oh, <laughs> and and i'm actually not gonna touch the chip yeah I would look, look how oh oh now it's you all over now. my keyboard yeah <laughs> yeah you are oh, now. It's keyboard. <laughs> It's, oh. melting the pl- it's melting the plastic. <laughs> so when you talk about dustings on chip, this whole thing is like encrusted. This is not, this is not like a, oh my God. It's a very this? nice appetizing. You need to be on like? camera. This is why. What does okay, it smell yeah. like? Oh, that's, I don't want to smell too close. I'll suck the powder up at <laughs> It smells like a super hot pepper. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whew. Here we go. Oh, shit. I did it. <laughs> Not too hot. Yeah, that's famous last word. Yeah, yeah. Not too hot. Peppers don't react and so on. He's from the land of green chilies, guys. Come on. That's true. This is true. I eat the hottest stuff I possibly can everywhere I go. It's hot. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like it's not not like my life is ending. Here comes the heat. (laughs) (laughs) We should have learned He's turning red already. You might need some jello puddle putting. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. Now it's getting really hot. Really uncomfortably hot. Should have an ice. Come over here. Get in the view. (laughs) Watch your dad have a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) My eyes are starting to water. She's never seen her dad cry. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's it's hotter than I expected. <laughs> come on, come laugh in front of the picture. I'm, I'm the only person Over here. under how long is it taking before I just go to the bathroom? Yeah. <sighs> All right. Nose is starting to snot. Can you go get me a tissue? Just so I'm not snotting all over the place. Is it uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. thank you oh okay well let's go on with the show (laughs) 
I'm going to turn my camera off. <laughs> yeah, and cry in the corner a little bit. mute. <laughs> okay. It's, it's really hot. It's yep. breathtaking. <laughs> okay. So while we start, I'm going to put us all back on. <laughs> Okay, it's getting it's getting really really hot now. It's been two minutes. I'll be keeping track. All right, Lotus, why don't you <laughs> why don't you talk about how did you get into collecting and what were some of your favorite things to collect? Okay, um, probably started with uh, started with video games. Um, was you know more more so collecting the actual game systems, so I was just trying to get back you know my childhood and you know get basically bought every every game system imaginable. Um, and I, I was looking for stuff that was basically new, sealed in the box. So it took me a little while, but I was able to have a really nice uh, vintage collection and I'd have them all inside the Billy bookcases and everything. And and then I ended up going ahead and uh, I actually started my YouTube channel um, back. I think it was <laughs> 2013 is when I started selling all of my started selling a lot of stuff. Um, so that's when you'll see like those old videos of me kind of, you know, putting putting those up for sale because uh, back in back in the day um you could actually use you can Im- embed the youtube videos in the ebay um listings you were able to actually embed those videos um so that's i was just using youtube as a tool but um yeah so that was like um you know i probably started collecting those i don't know around maybe it was like 2006 and then, like I said, I started selling it off around 2013. But then I just started, you know, around the same time, I was also, like, picking up different G1 Transformers. And I started buying stuff that was opened. And then I I wanted to buy sealed stuff, you know, so I was looking for that. I don't know, you know, I, I, I was just, I, I I have a good career even, you know, back then. And, and uh, so I money really wasn't a problem for me. So I just would buy stuff. Um, did I really, I was just buying it just to kind of put it on display, you know, um, kind of going through those motions. Um, I don't think I really enjoyed anything because like I said, I just kind of kept everything in the box, um, and just, you know, had just had it as a display. Um, it looked nice in the house. At least I thought I thought it did. Um, Here, Brinkalizer has a question for you mm-hmm. along that line. As hopefully my daughter's bringing yeah. the entire tissue box here. So yeah, I did have um, I did have an AV switch for all the consoles, but so I had two two sets. Of, so when I started originally, I was just buying open box consoles um, just to kind of you know bring me back to. Um, you know, bring me back to the day of, of Genesis and Nintendo and, and TurboGrafx-16 and, you know, That's Sega CD point. and basically everything. And then I just started, um, you know, once I had that out of my system, that's when I started buying the, the boxed uh, sets where everything was like brand new or as close to new as possible. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a gamer. I don't. I don't ever. I don't really. I just. I just get really, really bored with games, and um, so I, I don't. I just. I'm just not into games. I'm more into the hunt. You know, like when PS3 was coming out, I would. I'd be in line waiting overnight for that. You know, PS2, PlayStation One, all that stuff. I waited overnight for, but it was mainly just to get the system, and you know, maybe I'd play it once or twice, and then I'd end up just selling it. But anyway, <clears throat> I would just collect all this this high end stuff, um, you know, from Transformers, all the G G one box stuff. Uh, I, I don't know. I <clears throat> I just I, I don't I don't know what I was doing really. You know, I, I look back at it, and I'm just like, you know, it was I doing it just to kind of fit into the fandom. You know, I was listening to obviously Open Your Toys podcast. I was listening to you know Radio Free Cybertron. Um, I mean, I was listening to a lot of different toy part. You know, from for Arnie's you know podcast, I was Marvelicious Toys, um, and uh, I, I don't know. I just I I kind of I kind of look back at all this stuff, and I just I have all the pictures of everything that I've you know purchased throughout the years. And, um, so I don't know. So I, I, I'll move on from transformers. I sold all the transformers and then I got into, um, you know, just focusing on masterpiece. So then I was transformers masterpiece. So got rid of all the G one stuff and just had the transformers masterpiece. And, and then that was kind of getting out of hand cause they were doing all kinds of different repaints and I was just kind of fed up with that. So then I, kind of moved away from that and I moved into a little bit of third party transformers and um and then I just got out of all transformers and just got into statues um just spending you know thousands of dollars on these statues and it's funny because now well it wasn't just statues it was actually hot toys <laughs> I was buying hot toys before statues so I went through the hot toys phase and then ended up selling the hot toys and then got into statues and um, it's funny because it's just like this all stopped for me around, uh, I think it was like 2015 is when I just really started to get, you know, where I was just to the point where I was like, what am I doing here? You know, I just spent, you know, 3,500 bucks on Hulkbuster. The thing literally is, you know, it's, you know, almost three feet wide and, you know, four feet tall. And I'm just like, what a... I don't know why, why am I doing this? You know? And, uh, so I don't know. I, I just, I got, I just kind of just got out of everything and, and, um, I don't know if I really got any enjoyment from anything. Honestly, I think I was just going, going with the flow, you know, and because I have the means to do it, it just doesn't, it it didn't phase me. (laughs) So it's just, I'm just going with the flow. It's like, I don't know. I, I know exactly how you feel, Lotus. I've, I've reached know. that point recently. I know exactly Yeah, I think, how Rock, you you're very similar to kind of the way that, you know, me and you, I think we kind of did the same thing. I know you were, you're really heavy into AFA stuff. And, you know, I, it's just, you know, I think, you know, we, we both just, we buy stuff just to kind of have that, that toy room kind of a thing. And then does it really... Like it's, it seems like it's fun for just a little bit. Like I enjoyed when I got a new statue and I'd put it together and then, you know, I'd set up the lights and it would be really cool. And, and then that, 
that dopamine or whatever it was kind of only lasted for maybe that week. And then I'm just like, okay, I just spent 4,000 bucks on a polystone thing that is highly fragile. And, you know, how am I going to sell this? You know, um, I think a big part of it is feeling like part of the community, like posting yeah. something online. Hey guys, look what I just got in. Yeah. And, and that it just, and then it just wears that, that thrill wears off after a while. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did, you know, a bunch of different, you know, videos on my channel of, you know, the various things, which is, I'm, I'm glad I did start the channel for that. Um, my channel is not monetized. I don't make any money off of any of that. Um, but so then I ended up selling the statues and then I got into animatronics and I started building robots from the eighties, you know, what about the go-bots? These... Oh, well the GoBots. Yeah. I, I did the GoBot. And I still get people uh, messaging me, you know, why did you open those up? You know, you, you could have had, you know, and people don't understand, like, I, I don't care about the money. Like, it doesn't, doesn't matter, you know. It's just, it was a fun little experience to be, be able to experience opening up GoBots. You know, I didn't really have a lot as a kid, you know, but as an adult, I, I can buy what I want, which is, you know, something that I worked hard for. Um, so, yeah, I mean... The go, I still have the GoBox collection. I, the world's smallest collection. I still have that. Um, honestly, guys, they're not even on display. They're in, they're in totes. I know that's sad and people would, you know, really, you know, they, it's, if they had those two collections, you know, they would, they would probably be like, you know, why aren't you displaying? Like, I just don't, I just really don't care. You know, it just, I, I lost it all. I totally lost it all, you know. That's just, where I'm at right now. I have no care at all in the world for this stuff right now. Yeah. So that's basically, you know, kind of what I went through. But I, I honestly, looking back at it, I really, I really wanted to, I felt like I wanted to be part of the community. And, you know, that was a way for me to, you know, kind of get into the, you know, the, the different forums and stuff. Cause I used to be part of all that stuff, all the different forums for transformers and for more so on the statue side and the hot toy side, I, I was more of a contributor for that. Um, the transformer stuff, I was more of a lurker. Um, but uh, I mean, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I did it. I'm glad that I went through that journey, but um I just, I, I just, like I said, I just lost the, you know, I, I, I went through a phase guys where I was, I was collecting gold bars. I, you know, it, it's just something. And I, I no longer have those gold bars. I, I, you know, I sold them, but I went through a phase where I was just, you know, trying to collect different things, you know? So. Do you feel like it was something to keep your mind busy? Because if people don't know, and, and and you should know, I mean, Lotus is hyper-intelligent, you know, genius scale, probably. No, I'm say. not, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not any kind of a genius. Uh, I just, I, I just. I don't know. There's, there, there's characteristics there, but do you feel like that's why, why you feel the need to collect is it because you don't drink you don't do drugs right, you don't, I don't. do I have nothing you don't else. do anything else so do you think it was a way to like distract yourself no i i think i like i said i i, I think it's more of just 
kind of trying to fit in, you know, into these different communities and to see, you know, if, um, you know, I, I think it's more of just to kind of fit in and, and just to, to, to find, you know, friends all over the world, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I think pretty much that's, that's why I did it, you know? Um, but I, I, I don't know. And then like the animatronics, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm done with that. That's another part of my life that I'm done with, you know? So, so we'll get to the other question. Uh, it about, you know, are you still collecting if, if you are, what we'll get to all that in a second, mm-hmm. but, but thank you, Lotus. I think that's a, I think that's a great uh, segue into rock. Do you want to tell us your story? Yeah, I mean, I got into collecting when I guess the 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 what are the, the green card Power of the Four Star Wars figures came out. I bought them. I didn't open them. Had totes of them. Stopped collecting. Then when my son was born, I think it's around when two, the twenty fifth anniversary line came out, two thousand eight, and I was just buying all the Joes, and you know, then it was fun to buy stuff for him and us to play with. And then one Father's Day, I got Melissa gave me some money. We went to our first Comic Con. Uh, I bought a Minton Box Zartan, you know, unopened for 125 bucks, and that just got me hooked on vintage, you know. And then I started buying Star Wars vintage. I mean, I remember I, my first GI Joe Mint on card was Crystal Ball for 25 dollars, and my first two Star Wars Mint on card was Bib Fortuna was 35, and the Rancor Keeper was 25. <laughs> And then I Jesus. wanted to get then I wanted to get all the Star Wars men on card. And I did. I got the first 77. But I was buying everything. I was buying Star Trek and Robin Hood. And I was buying Indiana Jones. I was buying anything. <laughs> I was just compulsive. I, I must have been addicted to the hunt and getting packages. But as of I'd say, I mean, I haven't been feeling it for a while. I mean, I stopped doing the podcast in March or April when work got busy, but I'm just at the point this stuff brings me no joy. I have my room. What I have that's not on eBay, I'm keeping. I like looking at it until I get to that point where I want it gone. But it it just I like listening to toy podcasts though. I just have I like looking at the pictures of what's coming out. I have zero interest in walking down the toy aisle now and being like, oh, what's out there? I did it the other day to see if it did anything for me. I'm just I don't know. I just reached a point in my life where I'm just it just I just am done. I think I aged out. I'm just Oh, I mean, like, I must be in like a hundred friggin' Facebook groups, but it's like the community that I thought I wanted to be a part of kind of like I feel insulted by. I'm like, I feel like it's just men babies complaining about shit on every fucking thing. If somebody finds a, a garage sale and they bought something for a good deal, it's just like just people just ragging on them or oh, I just I just got to the point where the toy collecting just kind of. Uh, not that it skeeves me out. It just, it's like, ugh, it's just, it does something to me now. It's just something about the community, the collecting of it. And I feel like it's just, it's a fucking cash grab from all these companies. I'll tell you too, like the Dr. Mindbenders, right? I pre-ordered those just to flip. They were selling for $130 on eBay. I got mine delivered. The price instantly dropped from 130 shipped. It dropped to like 99 shipped. I ended up selling them for $87.99 free shipping. I made fifteen dollars uh, on each one. Yeah. Like the, it just shows you how the market is all built on them trying to put out as much shit as possible to make a fake hype 
that the shit's limited. And then you see Hasbro blowing all this shit out on these 30% clearance sales. Ollie's getting the fucking Star Screams at, oh, what, $60? They're selling for $15. The Classifieds yeah. for $4.99. I feel like they're just preying on people that just have, like, it, like look at how many G.I. Joe figures are coming out with. It's just, it's just they're trying to pull everything out. And I'm just, I got to a point where the real world shit, we're on the brink of World War fucking three every day between Ukraine, Israel, China, Russia, and I'm like, I don't want to be the guy worried about World War Three breaks out. I gotta go take my fucking toys and put them in my car because this shit's valuable. <laughs> it just, I got to the point where like, there's so many other real world things going on, and I just, I just started putting my money into shit I'm enjoying. Like, I enjoy driving a fucking seventy thousand dollar Mercedes now. I love yeah. being a fucking baller in that car. I like doing all kinds of work on my house. I'm just like, yeah, that would have been two action figures. You know what I mean? Like, it's. It's just I, I got to a point like I, I like being part of the community and showing, oh, look what I got in the mail today. Yay, give me likes. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm – it just does nothing for me now. It's just I, – like I said, I have my five Detolfs. They're filled. I got my spinner racks. What I have is staying on display, but I'm really not not looking. I'm still buying Blockbuster videos. You know, that's my thing. $5 here, $10 there. But I don't know. The toy thing, like a, like a Switch literally got flipped one day. And I'm just like, I just don't care. I don't know what happened. I just well for Rock, you it started with your pool though, remember? Like that's really Oh yeah, I sold off like oh yeah. I remember a huge sell off for the pool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like I look at how much enjoyment we got from that pool and like having people over and entertaining, and I'm like, oh no, we we didn't have this in my other house because I was buying fucking toys. And now it's like I got this killer backyard, you know, it's fucking all brick and trees and tiki bar and, you know, big fucking built-in barbecue with a fridge and granite. And it's like and people come over and are pressed palm trees. I mean, we did it went all out. And I'm like, you know what? I was selfish by buying fucking toys for all these years because this plastic shit meant more to me than making other family happy. And we spent more time outside than I ever would have spent with these toys. And it just got to a point where it's like, I mean, that's just, I'm not being judgmental on anybody else. Everybody could do their own thing, but it just got to a point to me, like, I shouldn't be working all this overtime so I can like, oh, go buy on eBay. Like, I remember the big joke, Lois, with the free money? Like, yeah, you were right. Like, that free money was fun because in a way my wife didn't know about what was going on with buying stuff on. Like, I sold something, made money, bought something else and worked out. But I look back and think about how much money I've, at least for me, thankfully, I look at it as it was an investment because should I paid, you know, 125 and I sold for 1200 and even should I make little bits of money on. But I'm, I'm just kind of glad I'm done with it. And I feel like a lot of it was feeling to fit in. Like I want to be part of these groups. I want to comment. I want to post or you want to answer questions. And, oh, I know the accessory that guy goes to or, yeah, that figure came with that vehicle. I just but I just got to a point like it just it just doesn't mean anything to me anymore. It just really. I don't, it was like cold turkey, but even like going to Comic-Con, I skipped all my cons this year. I uh, had a chance to go to Baltimore. I had free passes to go. Didn't go. Um, stopped buying comic books. I just would buy and buy and buy them, and I'm not reading them. Or if I read them, I didn't enjoy them. But not just not just toys and though, but there's other things too. Like I have a hard time recently like even watching TV. A lot of stuff, I have, I have a short threshold if I'm watching something. If it doesn't get me, I'll shut it off. I'm just... I don't know if it's just, you know, my since my dad passed a couple of years ago, like hey, between that and, you know, after COVID, I don't know. Just I feel like I've literally, I've just changed as a person. I just feel like I'm, I'm almost a 50 year old man and 
don't know. It just feels weird being in the toy aisle, and just I don't know. It just I don't, it just got weird for me. It just I don't know. It just I don't know. It just I can't really put it all to words as well as I would like to, but just I just just got disinterested from the whole community. It just it, nothing personal. Anything happened to me. It was just shittiness in the community. It's all about. You know, people trying to sell something, totally laugh emojis. Whoa, 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 where'd you get that price? Well, it just, I don't know, I just got tired of it. Yeah, the 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 shit talking in the community is is just off the rails. Like, you know, Open Your Toys is probably one of the only communities I've ever been a part of where people aren't flaming people, you know, where people aren't just fucking constantly talking shit. And it's because we're so small, right? right. I mean, we, we, when you post something and open your toys, like you get like 30 to 40 people saw this. And, and that just means they, you know, scrolled, you know, and it, and it triggered something in the algorithm. Um, but yeah, I, I feel you with that. Like I, I have never, my local group even, man, they fucking flame each other on there. I'm like, we're locals. You're going to see each other at toy shows. Like, why do you treat? Well, that's what was really nice like about this. running into Ed Arndt. Like one day I was, um, I, I, I drove somewhere to do something. And on the way back, I, I told Melissa, I'm like, I just need to drive around today. Just get some, clear my head a little bit. And um, I stopped at a, I went to go stop at a vintage store just to, they had a re-grand opening, and there was a flea market going on in the same parking lot. And no shit, I see a bunch of classified Joes, and there's Ed Arndt selling a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and then and we, we talked for like a half hour in person. And the guy, Gil, Gil Tucker, real nice guy, he's like, he's like, you just have fatigue. You just yeah. have collecting fatigue. And I think that's what it is. It's been, you know, been collecting pretty hard since 2008. And I think I'm just you reach burnout. It's just I don't need to keep up with the Joneses. Like there's some high end Star Wars groups I'm in where people always showing off the latest and greatest prototypes and this and that. But like I'm at that point where, yeah, that's great. But it's like, man, you know what you could do with a ten thousand dollars? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, I don't know, plus I... between that and and not for not. I mean, I, I I make a decent living, but just inflation. Everything's gone fucking berserk. Price wise, like I don't know about you, like my car insurance went up twenty five percent, my homeowners insurance went up twenty some odd percent. Everything has just gone skyrocketing, and I'm just like, I'd rather put money towards other things. Even though I, I did piss away a lot of money to a, 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 a what do you call it? It's a the car is a bad investment because the car goes down in value, so that's a bad investment, but a depreciating asset, I should say. But just it was more like I just looked at everything going up, like food shopping, every all the groceries. I just thought, like, yeah, you know what? I just don't need to spend it on toys anymore. And it just luckily it just able cold turkey was able to just cut it off. Oh yeah, that's. I wish I could be that. Mrs. McFavor did that with smoking. Just one day she was just like, oh god, I don't like smoking, and then didn't smoke anymore. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, I drive by yeah. I, I drive by a car where there are like cigarette smoke wafts in. And it's like, oh, I wish I was that person, you know, that kind of thing and shit. But well, good for you, Rock Man. That's we were joking before you came on the show that this show kind of <laughs> has been the impetus for a lot of hardcore collectors getting out of collecting. 
Lotus, Vern. We're going to hear Vern's story later on. He left us a, a video message. Um, um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those crazy things that I'm kind of with you with the family, especially is as I start looking around, and if I can look around and see like a Hawaiian vacation in my room, then I'm probably not doing life right. If you have a family, you know, I mean, like I say, it, if you're a single guy or whatever, you know, if you've got the money to burn, then that's one thing. But when I'm complaining every year, we don't ever go on a big vacation, but yet I've spent $12,000 on toys that year. That's probably my shit isn't in the right order there. So kind of what I, I realized was like, you know, I could be doing stuff for, you know, making my house worth more valuable, making it more enjoyable. And it was like, mm-hmm. you know, happy wife, happy life. And I was like, you know, it's better off kind of, you know, we all enjoy the backyard. You know, we've had how many pool parties this year? It's cool yeah. just having a bunch of people over and entertaining and just having a fun. And I'm just like, you know, I'm like, this is what we should have been doing all along. And it's like, oh, great. I got this fucking Boba Fett that's AFA, whatever. What are we going to do? Invite everybody over? Ooh, look at it. You know, and it's just, I'm glad, I'm glad I sold when I did because the market has fallen out of fucking toys, man. It yeah. is. It, and because well, out of modern, worthless, at least. Like yeah, like vintages. No, not vintage has fallen off a fucking cliff too. It's, oh, really? I'd say it's literally down. Yeah, dude, vintage Kenner is real low right now. Yeah, huh. even GI Joe. I've seen vintage Baronesses sitting on Facebook for six fifty. Like they used to be like a thirteen hundred dollar figure. I mean, the values oh, wow. have gone down. Wow. I'd say at least forty percent, if not more. Minimum. Talking about pre-pand or not. Not pre. Oh, they're down. They're down from pandemic highs. highs. Right. They're at least. Down, I say. I say. Vintage is down about forty percent, except wow. for maybe your grails, like your Boba Fett yeah. and your Snake Eyes and your your top tier people. But like, I've I've struggled to sell shit on on eBay. I mean, I, I've even adjusted my prices, and I've just to give you an example. I normally sold twenty five to thirty grand in toys. I, I'd be lucky if I sold a third of that this year. Yeah. The market is just Crazy. down that much. Cowabunga dude says you're a stronger man than I rock. <laughs> you know, it's just, I'm telling you, I think, I think you guys are all going to reach at a different point. It's just when, yeah, I just yeah. don't want to be the guy like the deal. Like when my father did, my father died and I had, what was it? 50 something full size autographed helmets and 70 autographed football jerseys. And my dad told us it was worth 30 grand and we got $4,800 for it. Yeah. Because they're from players that they're players that nobody, nobody Joe Namath. It was Joe Namath. It was, my dad had more shit signed by Joe Namath, and it was like <laughs> this guy played in the Super Bowl in 1969. Yeah. How many people are still collecting from that? That was like I just bought uh, recently. I bought a uh, Britons. They're metal figures from England, hand painted lead miniatures. I bought tons and tons of uh, a guy's wife, uh, husband died, wife was selling them. I paid $200. I filled up my trunk of these sets. Each set's at $137, $147, I was literally selling for $35 to $45 on eBay. They're worthless now because nobody's buying miniatures from Napoleonic, Civil War. And those people are just – they aged out. We're all going to age out of this shit. It's just going to be a matter of time. If you sell before, it's going to be – 
pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Beanie and baby that's what time I'm, or and that's yeah. what I'm looking at because you know, we're all going to downsize. I mean, I'm not going to live in a fucking five-bedroom house forever. I mean, I'm eventually going to sell this house and move into a two-bedroom condo or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's eventually – I'm not going to have a room to have my toys, Yeah. you know? And th- then who you, who's going to be buying this when we're 15 years from now? You know what I mean? It's going to be like – because this generation of kids aren't buying action figures. There's going to be no – Nostalgia like these, for it, no, yeah, we we are you know it's like we're like the Vietnam veterans right now of toy collecting. There, <laughs> this is a, we're a dying breed. I no. hate to say it, I don't want to be the downer. That's also that's why I didn't want to podcast for so long. I didn't want to bring anybody down about to feel bad about collecting. But I just got to that point. I'm like, we are we're a niche group, and if you look at how many people do, um, what are those things? The crowdfunding things. You could see how many people are the diehard niche collectors. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like watch when that his tank comes out. You're going to see the the price. I, oh, the, you guys were talking about the Sky Striker a couple episodes ago. Those things barely sold for a, above above what they went for. And then Big Bad Toy Store got them. Yeah. You, you know, so it got to a point where the, the, sec, the secondary market is, is almost non-existent. Tell me, is there any classified figures worth anything besides Mindbender and uh, Serpentor? Yeah, and I and I don't research them, so I yeah, can't. I but I honestly but don't think I'm there's. Sure. I don't I, think there's like, many that are probably worth anything above yeah. retail. Yeah, I mean that first Snake Eyes, you know, yeah, the, the zero zero. You know, I sold that for like a hundred and twenty. But even Black Series Star Wars figures, there's there's a few that are probably worth something, but then they re-release them. So yeah, now the secondary the archive just does not exist. Or it's yeah. not, there really isn't much of a secondary market. I see it with the wrestling figures. That community is, there are so, there are so many companies making, they're pumping out all this stuff. And it's just like, there is, and they're niche, small market companies making these $40 custom kind of figures. And like the community, you can only support so many. But I just feel like we're all getting to a point where it's going to be like, we're going to be retiring or looking to retire. And you're going to be like, well, you know, do I need, I, I'm not going to be, I, I'm on a different budget now. I'm not going to be able to buy toys. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean at, at what point are, are, you know, people going to be going to garage sales and it's just boxes and boxes of vintage collection or classified or, you know, like I can't even, because there's so many out there. As soon as a majority of people want to get rid of them, then yeah, you're that, you're selling figures for I, two bucks. This was an old school flea market where people literally parked their car. They set up a couple of folding tables. I cannot tell you how many Power of the Force carded figures were there yeah. that were four dollars, five dollars. Yeah, the bubbles were a little yellow. Maybe the figures weren't. They're not mint, but it just shows you like how many people bought these things and held on to them. How many people yeah. are holding on to multiple classifieds, multiple black series? It's going to be like they're just. I don't think they're going to retain their value. It's, yeah. Well, we talked about it. I've got a classified for badass because I buy two of everything. Because you never know when something's going to strike gold or something. You know. But. Yes, you do. It's it's just not. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, honestly, guys, that's why I haven't been on because I just I didn't want to be a downer and I just didn't want to like sitting here just shit on stuff because I wasn't buying anything and don't plan on buying anything. It's just, it just, unfortunately I've just kind of, the ship has sailed and it just doesn't really bring me that thrill anymore. 
That's why I told okay. Slick I hate these shows. They're a downer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cliff was like, "Great, I gotta, I gotta be." Great, Rock's coming on. He's a fucking bring us all <laughs> down. Do Every no, time no. Slick is like, it's a discussion show. I'm like, fuck, guys. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's kind of like a toy intervention in a way because I mean, like, I'm not gonna lie, Jason. I mean, when I listen, to, like, when I hear the the podcast, and you're like. This was my FOMO, and you're like, I still got in ten toys this week. It's like I'm not buying anything, and I'm like, fuck those ten toys he bought. I know some stuff you couldn't pass up, or this and no, that. But I'm like, damn, no. it's like you, you don't have to take it easy on me. I, and it's, it's just kind of like I give him the business, Rock. Don't worry, you hear it. Yeah, I, I'm just, and I'm just thinking. I could picture like I could picture like Jessica probably being like, well, I'm glad you're doing the, you know, Jomo list or whatever, because you know, like I don't hear that no more about. Him. I used to come home and be like, you got to fucking box it in there. There's a big box waiting for you. And I was only getting one or two, but it would be, you know, boxed pretty well. Um, but it's just like, it's nice not that to hear like that anymore about like, you got a big package sitting over there or you have multiple packages. It's nice not to come home and not worry about, oh, so I didn't steal my package off the porch. I'm waiting for a, you know, a vintage, whatever it is. Um, yeah, it's just a different. I feel like there's a big weight off my chest not having to buy stuff. Yeah, I feel, you know, yeah. the, and now the money just goes in more expensive places. <laughs> spending, uh, different areas. <laughs> Brinkalizer says, "Quit robotics." So, Lotus, you, did you ever get the band back together before you um, sold? I I have uh, Rolf, uh, Fats, Billy Bob, and um, yeah, that that was basically it. Just those three characters. And I do have videos of them all operational and singing different songs and stuff. I just haven't posted anything. So, yeah, I was only able to restore three characters before I decided to stop. You got to sell them. The Five Nights at Freddy's movie's hitting. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that movie is hitting. That's right. <laughs> it looks good, but it looks exactly like that bad Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah, exactly. You mean all of his movies? You mean that awesome Nicolas Cage movie? Like, <laughs> he doesn't say a word in that one. It's awesome. Yeah, it just plays that pinball. Like, <laughs> I fucking love Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Brinkalizer says, how's your mouth? So I think that was, what, like 20 minutes? It's fine. It's so you didn't you gone. didn't drink the milk? No. Then I didn't even take a shot. I was literally going to take a shot and say, this doesn't count because it's just going to make it burn more. But no, didn't do anything. Wow. It's fine. My my stomach, I don't know if it's a mental thing. It feels like there's something going on in there. <laughs> <laughs> but it could just be a mental thing. Uh, Paul Schreiber in the house. Welcome, welcome. All right. Uh, badass, why don't you talk about how you got into collecting? What are some of your favorite things to collect? So... I got into collecting when I was very young. So I remember watching G.I. Joe on TV and Transformers and He-Man and all that fun stuff. And I remember my dad coming home from sea and bringing me my first G.I. Joe, which was uh, the vamp with uh, clutch. clutch. And just being absolutely amazed with that thing amazed by it like this is like mind-blowing to i can't remember how old i was back then um and then just i always stuck with gi joe i loved gi joe as a kid 
Uh, Transformers, I liked it. Would I say that I would actively, people would give me Transformers or I'd get it for birthdays? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep it. Star Wars, again, not, not the hugest, biggest fan of it. I thought it was cool the stuff. I actively wasn't buying it. He-Man, I loved from day one. There's a funny story that my mom tells every fucking time about how I was a kid <laughs> and a Wolko and I'm losing my shit in an aisle because I wanted a He-Man and I'm screaming this at the top of my lungs. I want a He-Man. I want a He-Man. Anyways, yeah. So I actively collected all through my childhood all the way up until my teens. So when you say collected, you're are you keeping things actively in buying. the box? Act, no, actively buying. Well, because uh, all playing, kids are actively buying, right? And playing, but with you're them, saying through your teens, um, you were what, still like you're using chore money, and then yeah, yeah, John and I was, money and that, and my, okay. I'd still get it for birthdays. I'd still get it for Christmas. I remember one year, my dad for Christmas got me the entire line of Tiger Force. Uh, Python Patrol and and uh, gave me the Rolling Thunder because that's how locked in I was on it. <laughs> and again, like I I love Mass when it came out, all that fun stuff. Um, and then when I got into my mid teens, I kind of fell off of it for a bit, and I kind of stored it what I did have from my original stuff, and you know started being a stupid teen and loving the pussy and the drugs and the drinking and everything else. And then, uh, I think I'd say about early twenties, 1920, I started to come back into it again. And that's, I think about when like, uh, the power of the force shit started coming back out. Cause it went dry for a few years, right? Like after 94, there was nothing until 2000. They call it the dark, dark times. It's yeah, dark, the dark dude, times. From, from 95 to 2000, it was heavy. It was heavy. It was 85 to 95, but there was nothing. Yeah. Yeah, those are the was dark that? times. Yeah. Okay. So when Power of the Force... No, Power of the Force didn't come out in the 90s. 95? Yeah, yeah it did. 95? 95. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, I'm getting old. Um, <laughs> that's what re-sparked everything back again, and then I just... I was in. As soon as, like, the, that weird G.I. Joe line came out, the, the 2000... or the one where they had the, the weird mist paints of like Zartan and the, Sigma had, Six. No, no, the two pack, the two pack, two pack O rings. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then again, I was buying like you know steroid Luke and Big Tits Leia and and all that stuff. And I was calling monkey face around these. Parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they started re-releasing the the Transformers, I was buying the re-releases of like Optimus Prime and blah blah blah. So I, I was collecting pretty heavy then, and then I sold my collection off again, <laughs> and uh, I think I was going to move to Vancouver, and I wasn't quite sure what I was going to go there. I was probably like 25 then. It was either going to stay in Victoria, and I needed to change profession because I was I felt like I was done at my chef career, but I wanted to either evolve to a, a much bigger city to, to evolve my cooking or stay here and figure something else out. 
I ended up staying here, selling off my collection, and then uh, I met my wife, and then I started recollecting again, and I was collecting pretty heavy back then. Um, we were living in this three-bedroom townhouse. I had one room that was just solely fucking toys, and then my dad passed away. And then I got a huge inheritance and the switch flipped in me where I needed to start collecting inbox GI Joe and on card GI Joe. So it just, you know, buying lots for cheap, suddenly money didn't matter to me anymore. So that's what I sparked my inbox collection and my on card collection. And then everything after that had to be in box or on card. I, I wouldn't take it any other way. And then I was sort of buying Transformers because suddenly I wanted to recoup my childhood as from Transformers, like all the cool ones that I saw as a kid that I couldn't have because my parents could afford it. But suddenly now I can afford an Omega Supreme in box and I can afford a pearl white Jetfire in box, a Megatron that's, you know, in good shape. Uh, and then I really went in, all in on that. I was collecting hard, hard. And that's when, like, um, Phantom Menace was coming out. Attack of the Clones was coming out. So all the Star Wars that I, all the PO, Power of the Force stuff, I sold off. And now I'm collecting uh, all the clone troopers, the fucking drop ships. And we moved into this house, another three-bedroom townhouse. Uh, my youngest daughter was just born. And she was staying or living in my other daughter's room. They were bunking together, but eventually I knew that was going to, that they would need a room at one point or she would need a room at one point. So I knew it was getting bad when I had to get a storage unit and it was a big storage unit. And suddenly that storage unit became (laughs) too small of a storage unit. (laughs) And it's either now I get a twice the size storage unit or I need to start curbing my collection. And again, same comments from my wife at the time. Ten more boxes showed up. There's another box for you. <laughs> How much did you spend on eBay this week? And all that shit. Uh, and then we moved out of there. We got a big house and I had like a, a downstairs rec room. So I was able to pull all my stuff out of storage, have it all set up there. And then I started collecting, getting into the like hot toys and uh, what else was I collecting at the time? Uh, video game consoles, stuff like that. And in the process there as well as when I decided that I needed to, uh, I was part of a, the local community here. Um. And then eventually there was a falling out and I ended up ousting myself out of that community. And then I felt like I needed to get back into the community. And that's when I was listening to podcasts. And that's when I started listening to what's on Joe in mind, which therefore crossed over into star Joe's, which therefore crossed over into uh, open your toys. And then I decided that, because I was leaving so many voicemails and everything else that I I might as well do my own show. So then I went and put this whole idea together, had talked to a bunch of people. We were going to have 
four people in the show and we we're going to do reviews and interviews and stuff like that. And then two of those guys dropped out the day we were going to air. Me and Dave stayed. We started the show and I had cool guests. I had like, that's when I met Slick and Miss McFavorite. And I invited them on my show and they came on and we had a, like a great two hour show. Yeah. Um, and then I had like Kirk Bazigian on. I've had the guy, the guy who voiced uh, Dr. Mindbender. I had him on my show. Uh, I had a lot of cool hosts or a cool uh, guests. And then it just got to the point, the editing took forever. And when you have to hear your own voice for two hours <laughs> and edit it, it fucking wears you down. Yeah, that's why I never wanted to edit this show. Yeah, because you listen to your and own it, voice is monotonous. It really is. And now, even when I edit it, I don't listen to it. Yeah, I, I amplify the intro and outro. I normalize the whole thing. And oh, uh, I was putting soundbites. I've never in. heard a single episode of Meta ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd put sound bites in. I'd have to like edit certain things. I would tell the guys like during the show because it was never live, right? Yeah. So I'd be like, you say whatever you need to say. Let me know at the end of the show what you want to edit out. I'll get it out, and then we'll just move on. So again, I'd have to listen to it two hours straight going through the show and it just got too much for me. Um, then I, me and my wife split up. So now I'm moving out of this house with my entire collection. It took me with seven other people, five full size trucks, three truckloads of them, of five trucks, to get all my collection out of there. And that's just a collection. That's not furniture. That's not clothes. That's not. <laughs> that's just a collection. That's not the important stuff. Who needs yeah, furniture? Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, I can sit on my inbox collection and sleep on it. <laughs> uh, and then I, I've got this small apartment, which I'm in now. And uh, I remember throwing everything that I had into this, the, my office and just closing the door for two weeks. Cause I couldn't even be bothered to deal with it. And I remember how much stress it was coming the day I decided I was going to open that door and start going back in and then organizing everything. It, and I, I got everything pulled out and went through and I had stacks of shelves and basically this office, you couldn't even walk through. You basically just, you huddled through this little aisle and it looked like a hoarding mess. <laughs> and then half my stuff is sitting at my ex-wife's place and her storage, because again, I had too much stuff. And it became super stressful. Like I, I was definitely having anxiety about it. I, I resented collecting for the long, for that, that period of time to the point where I would just look in the, my office and I'd be like, I need to get rid of this. Like I, I can't, if I have to move again and do this, I don't think I can. Like, I, I just, I don't think I can do this again. And then I met this girl and she was a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she brutalized me. Like she, she just fucking demeaned me to no end. And to I try to get you to stop collecting, no, she's just or a just in general, person and just oh, in general, God. I'm old and I'm ugly and I'm fat, oh. and you act like toys, and you're old and and stupid shit like that to the point where it broke me. Sounds and like wife material to me. What's the matter? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Things how uh, I was the one who split her marriage up. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, we split up, and I was pretty broken. And I remember walking into my office going, I need to make a change. I need to make a change in my life. I sold – most of my collection was gone. I sold it all. I spent three years making a pack that every week I had put at least 10 things on. So I would do that. I'd start it on a Monday, have it posted by Tuesday. It would be in the mail by Friday. Nice. And I sold off, I'd say, 95% of my collection. That was all my inbox stuff. That was all my card of G.I. Joe. That was all everything. Um, then I started getting into cars. That's when the car thing hit. Uh, and then I started buying cars. So I was making all this money off selling all my toys. I was buying cars and you got to put it to something. Yeah. And I, was, <laughs> I was building cars and, and loving wow. cars. And then uh, <laughs> I remember getting back on this show and um, what, what, what's there was rumors of the six inch GI Joe line coming. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm a three and three quarter guy all the way. If they make a six inch line, I'll never fucking buy that. How stupid is that? That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. <laughs> And then I saw that zero zero snake eyes, and I was like, "I'm in, I'm in." 105 pre-orders later. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, exactly. Uh, hey, Cliff, been, don't go too far. You're next. Uh, I've been collecting. I wouldn't. Eh, maybe I'm a little hard. Uh, I usually buy things in store now. I'm not generally an eBay buyer. Like, if there's something I really want that I missed, then I will buy on ebay but not generally and then they made it the, the master's origin line i was like i'm fucking back in uh you know and then they started reissuing the classic teenage mutant Ninja turtles i'm like i'm back in and then the ultimates line came out and i'm like i'm in <laughs> <laughs> so my collection is nowhere near what it was before nor is the obsession level that it was at before either that's good i, I definitely can it's hard for me to step away from the GI Joe because again, the numbers thing, I got a thing with numbers and when you put numbers on boxes and you're collecting, you have to have the number sequence or it's, it looks fucked up. So that I, bothers I agree me. 100%. Yeah. That's very important. Like they has yeah. definitely invested on a good person for the marketing. And it's like, if you, anybody has any kind of mental disorder and we throw numbers <laughs> on boxes, you're going to get that market guaranteed. So that's kind of where I am with it. And I still build cars and that's not any fucking cheaper than what I'm doing now. But I think it gives you a greater sense of accomplishment, right? What, Once you've totally, are... yeah, cars. Yeah. Once yeah. you've totally rebuilt it, but it doesn't give you that instantaneous hit, right? No, that, it's not like that going serotonin, to... like you yeah. found something that you've been looking for. Going or... to GameStop and going to Toys yeah, R Us and going got, to Walmart. You got like, 64 got and you had 63 and 65. Yeah. And I have know, a complete yeah. run now from one to 10. And yeah. yeah. Thanks Hasbro. <laughs> All right, Cliff, did you, did you step away or are you there and just off camera? He must no have stepped knows. away. He's waiting until we talk about great Transformers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his favorite. Well, let's uh, let's do this real quick before Cliff gets back. Um, I think everybody. So, 
badass you've talked about how you heard about us yep. rock you've talked about how you heard about us lotus that i did, did I miss it or had you mentioned, had you heard about open your toys cast? Um, I think I was just searching for podcasts um, back in, I think around maybe, maybe 2008, 2009. I think I was just searching for podcasts and uh, you know, podcasts regarding toys and different, um, you know, different genre around collecting and stuff. I'm pretty sure that's how I stumbled upon. And then I just started listening to every single episode. And um, I was, I was big into, you know, going into stores and looking around and, you know, seeing what was there. I'm, I'm obviously a big Transformers collector. I collected all of the, you know, the classics line and, you know, all the chug stuff. And so, yeah, so I was, I was out, I was out there collecting. I loved listening at the same time while I was out there. So, I mean, that's what I would do on toy runs is listen to toy podcasts. Um, And I think, was it Brad that brought you in the plastic boutique? Was he the one that recommended you to me or how did you, I'm not too sure. I mean, I I would just, you know, I, I was just, um, you know, I would just comment on, um, I'm pretty sure I was, maybe I was, no, I don't know. I was sending in, I would definitely, I don't think I was sending any voicemails, but I was definitely sending in comments and stuff, I believe. Um, Yeah, he may have been the one that turned me on to Swage, but yeah, I mean, that's... It's crazy. Yeah, I got the I got an iPod Touch for fa- my first Father's Day, and I remember finding like Joe Rogan and Adam Carolla and Mark Marin, and then I found Star Joe's, and right after I found Star Joe's, that's when I found you guys. And what's on your mind started later. And I mean, I feel like it's nice being an OG of listening to podcasts, but I even feel like I've been hearing this from a lot of podcasters, not us, like famous comedians, that like podcasting is kind of going away. That really, it's more about YouTube. Because they they just talk about how way more people watch it on YouTube than will watch it than actually download. Download, I, yeah. That's for more for comedians podcasts I listen to that I see that they'll get seven hundred thousand views on YouTube, and I know they're not getting that many downloads. Yeah, but. exactly. Well, and that's that's kind of the weird thing too is you know. I think when we went video, I think it helped out a lot. You could see what we're talking about, you know, as we're talking about it and that kind of thing, especially um, I feel a lot of our listeners are, are probably not the most hardcore of collectors, you know, Brinkalizer and, and, you know, maybe KJ might be, you know, the, the standouts outside of that, but you know, my whole thing when I started listening to podcasts was I just put it on during work. And at the yeah. time, I, you know, I wasn't having a little YouTube video playing in the bottom corner like I would towards the end. You know, it was just all headphones. It was all just on my phone or my iPod and, you know, listening. And Rock, like you say, your job, you can't watch stuff. That's why podcasts are my favorite thing because I literally work 10, 11 hours a day 
between I'm either driving or I'm outside, but I always have the AirPod in my ear. I mean, I'll pull yeah. it out to talk to a customer, but for the most part, I'm always listening so I can burn through lots of content. The problem is too, like there's almost there's too much content out there. Then there'll be a podcast. I'm like, holy shit, I'm, I'm 10 podcasts behind and I start to give up on some of them. But you kind of have to like pick and choose. But I mean, I still love the podcast as a means of media. It's just, there's just so much content out there. It's like watching TV. It's just, there's too much out there right now. And a lot of it's not good. A lot of it. So. Yeah. Brinkalizer says YouTube is my go-to now for consuming podcasts. I even pay for YouTube premium. Good idea. If, If I was sitting at my desk all day watching podcasts on youtube i'd definitely pay for premium that would be easy yeah it made my you, night easy when i was working graveyards so i'd listen to what's on joey mine and then go through what open your toys and go through star joe's and then go through new uh toy world order all that stuff like it just made the night go by i could I, there's no way i could physically watch anything because of what my work was but Exactly. What was the what was George's and uh, Aileen's podcast? Uh, or, uh, Toy Toy Break. Toy Break. I love that. That was that was great. Oh, that God, was a, I loved was Toy Break really too. Good. Yeah. yeah, it was all designer and art toy stuff, but it was so interesting to me because it was so completely out of the normal mm-hmm. collecting podcast. No one ever talked about any of that stuff, and it was so huge back then, too. Um, about Fig says, uh, man, as a kid, I had a bunch of WWF bone crunchers. Once I got to eighth grade in middle school, I was in the closet about my toys in high school. I didn't buy any more figures. It wasn't cool. Wasn't until after I finally had a car in my early twenties, got a decent paying job and Mattel took over the WWE license. I started buying re- wrestling figures and that led to other lines uh, now I collect a bunch of stuff and sure when I get packages in the mail, I get the side eye, but Hey, I ain't married. No kids. I'm paying my bills, rent, car, etc. <laughs> All right, Clister. We're go. this is going a lot longer than I thought it would be. It's, it's up to you guys. I'm going to, let's just keep going. If you guys need to drop off at a certain time, completely understandable, but. Cliff, why don't you talk about how you got into collecting and some of your favorite things? Oh, yeah. So, well, I, I mean, I really never got into collecting. I played with toys when I was a kid. And then, you know, Power of the Force 2 hit when I was like 15. It was right on the verge of when I was still kind of playing with toys. Um, was buying those all the time. Uh, but then I just kind of stopped playing with them. I was just buying them and putting them on my dresser. Used to display shit on my dresser and kind of swap that out every week. Um, did that through high school, was buying toys constantly, didn't give a shit. (laughs) Uh, kept doing it, would go on dates with girls to the mall and we would go to KB Toys and I was like, Hey, this is just me. And they were like, whatever, like, (laughs) uh, like, you know, whatever, just was what I was. Um, then, you know, when I was in my early twenties, it's when I was really starting to, you know, smoke pot all the time. Um, I was still buying toys, though, mostly NECA stuff, mostly movie stuff. I'd go to Suncoast Video, um, pick up, like, you know, a new NECA figure here and there, new core toys, shit like that. And that would just kind of 
be on display in my room and stuff. Um, and then um, it was really when I was getting clean off heroin, when I was starting to, uh, right when I was kind of in the depths of heroin addiction, uh, the Indiana Jones, uh, the Crystal Skull came out and there were new Indiana Jones toys for the first time since I was a fucking little, little kid. Uh, so I was buying those like crazy. Um, and then the, the 25th anniversary Joe's, I was buying those like crazy. And then when I got clean from heroin, which would have been November 08, uh, they, you know, they talk in rehab about sober leisure. You need to find sober leisure. <laughs> um, and right around that time, I had discovered the Sergeant Bazooka figure at Meyer. I saw the Sergeant Bazooka and I was like, this fucking figure looks like me. Like, so my sober leisure was customizing a, a sergeant bazooka figure into a clip figure and then that's kind of what took over as i got clean sober leisure became collecting toys um and you know i mean i was collecting pretty much the 25th anniversary joe's i was completely all well what i could find because back then it was really still pre-internet retail so it was whatever i could find and then NECA. Um, and that, you know, went into other stuff, started collecting DCUC and right around that time, the Marvel Legends uh, were kind of dead and they had started the four inch Marvel Universe line. So I was getting all into the Marvel Universe because four inch is my preferred scale. So I was all in on those. And then, you know, I just started buying fucking everything. And only recently, <laughs> I, I know I've been open about this on the podcast and in the group <laughs> chat, I've been fucking slaughtering pre-orders like crazy. I'm completely out of vintage collection. It's too expensive. I'm completely out of any kind of pre-orders whatsoever on G.I. Joe, Marvel Legends, or Hasbro Black, or Star Wars Black. I will not pre-order any of those lines anymore. If there's one I like, I have no doubt I will see it in retail. I'll pick it up there. But really, all I'm collecting now, I, I still go back in. I still love to get me some vintage Kenner goodness. I, I love vintage Kenner. So, like, I just recently was buying all the Robocop shit. But really, the only lines I'm actively collecting right now that I'll pre-order are Motu Origins and NECA Ultimates. And are you gonna? Are you head first and all in on this uh, filmation? No. So uh, because I put all I put all my eggs in the Origins basket, which is like the reinvention of the original line. Whenever there's a Motu line I do not collect, for instance, this new cartoon line or uh, the Masterverse, I'll only buy He-Man and Skeletor. So I have He-Man and Skeletor on pre-order for Big Bad, but those are the only two filmation figures I'll get. Ah, Just He-Man and Skeletor. That was one that I was like, I think I'm going to be all in. I'm all in on Jomo, but I haven't pre-ordered any, so... Yeah, uh, your your Jomo is working better on me than it is on you. <laughs> like, I'll be completely honest. Like, I'm kind of I, dude. I just don't have like I I stopped hunting the Mossman just because I just didn't give a fuck yeah. anymore. I was like, either I'll find it or I don't. I'm not gonna go to because Walmart fucking depresses me. Like that place well, is, yeah. is worse. People like where happiness goes to die. Every Walmart I go to is the bleakest, most fucking, like, uh, morose. Um, so if I find it, I find it. If I don't, I don't. It's $40 anyway, so I'm already pissed about that. So if I, so really, if I don't find it, that's that's fine. 
But everything else, the $25 six-inch figure, I'm not even into six-inch anyway. So for them to get to $25, I'm like, I don't I don't need any of this. So Yeah, and Black Series $26.99 now. Jesus Christ. Not a chance but in hell. 30 with tax. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, all right. Well, let's uh let's see. Uh I think most of you guys have talked about where you heard about Open Your Toys cast. Cliff, did you say where you heard about us? I've talked about it on the show before, but I was, right when I was getting into listening to podcasts, I did a search for Mask. I found a web, uh, a podcast called Obscura 80s. Obscura 80s. Oh, yeah. Obscura 80s. Oh, and yeah. you and Mrs. McFavorite were on an episode. Where, <laughs> yeah. and, so I listened to that, and I just liked your banter between you two, and I just started listening to Open Your Toys. And I previewed earlier in the podcast, but I did go through my Facebook messages. I found our first interaction, Slick. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember this, uh, but April I, 8th. I won't. But... <laughs> April, okay, I'm sorry. April 14th, 2010, okay. 13 and a half years ago, almost to the day, <laughs> you had talked on like three fucking consecutive episodes that you were looking for a Transformers figure and it's here. It, it would have been an animated ratchet. Okay. For three fucking episodes, you're like, I can't <laughs> find this figure. Somebody please fucking find this figure. I found this figure. I remember too because I had to Google it because I had no idea what a fucking ratchet was. <laughs> and I sent you a message on April 14th. I said, hey, I found that I found and purchased ratchet today, Slick. If this is what you were looking for, I got it. And I sent a picture, but the attachment is unavailable. And then you responded, this is amazing. Right on. If you're cool, hang on to it and the receipt. There have been all kinds of reports of them popping up again. I'm going to hit my <laughs> Toys R Us tomorrow, and I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> now, do you feel that... Did that deject you? Was that? Was no, my, that... I'll tell you my response. My response was, no worries, dude. Let me know. I have no trouble since I split my free time between hunting and making cliff figures. Because <laughs> nice. <laughs> I do feel that way. Like, I, I've done that. I've put that call out. You know, like, please help me. And then, like, somebody's like, all right, I got you. And then I'm like, I found it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, let's see. Video or is it long? What? Vern's video. Is it long or is it running too late to play Vern's video? Oh, no. We're going to play Vern's video. We're going to play Peter's video. We're also going to do these last couple questions here. So, oh, I got a hard out at eight, guys. I got a shower. I got to get ready for work. Okay. All All right. If you have a hard out, because Vern's video is 20 minutes by itself. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I actually, yeah. I'm, I told my wife for two hours. I'm going to have to get up soon. <laughs> okay. Um, what do we want to do? We want to do Peter's six minutes, or do we want to do Vern's 20 minutes first? What do we want to do? Let's we do Peter's six. Peter? Yeah, Peter's okay. six. Yeah. All right. So let me – I got to figure out how I'm going to do Peter's. I think I have to – I think I have to present, share my screen. Um, let's see. Let me do messenger and hopefully I'm not blowing up anybody's spot here. We're just going to do this. Isn't there a way I can like scrunch down this? Yeah. Anyways, 
Um, okay, here we go. Here's Peter Thing. Um, oh, sorry. Let me pull it up here. Hopefully, it'll still share it. Oh, maybe, maybe. And then let me get back to the stream yard. Are we still sharing? Okay, here we go. All right. Thank you for inviting me to the show. Due to some schedule conflict on my part, I am unable to come on to the show. But please don't <laughs> let me spoil the fun. Me listening to the show. I'm still not used to going from listening to watching the show. Which is why I reminded Jason to please voice out what you have in your hands during the segment of what you got. It really does help your audio listener out there. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, I remember back when I started collecting uh, in the 80s when uh, I was living in Hong Kong City. Uh, most of the stuff I got were usually purchased from my parents according to their taste that I should like. It goes from Hello Kitty dollhouse. No kidding. <laughs> Which is why I gravitate toward Calico Critter as an adult, thanks to them. To giant Japanese robot from all different anime series. Once I came to the state, my collecting habit changes to buying Star Wars and G.I. Joe action figures because it was the only thing my family can afford that I enjoy. As they are moving up in the status, uh, I start you know, to have vehicles in my collection. And eventually, I have other toy franchises like Motu and uh, GoBot and even Transformer. However, my most favorite things to collect is, well, back in my roots, <laughs> that is Mobile Suit Gundam. When I was a kid, um, you only get toys when, you know, you're either entering uh, your birthday or there's a holiday coming up. So once you get one, it's like the only toy you have for at least several months. Uh, so model kits definitely last longer in comparison to buying a uh, already built toy for me. Um, plus, Goken diecast metal robots are way too expensive for my folks. And uh, that's uh, back in Hong Kong. Those were pretty popular. I was blessed to even have a couple, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, now it comes full circle for me. I got back into model building and painting as of lately. It is a lot of fun and it enhanced my creativities and I enjoy it very much. So one day I was searching the internet for something to listen about the topic toys and happened to find Star Wars action news. I love the male and female perspective in collecting. Their dynamic is fantastic. I wonder if there is any more podcast with that kind of uh, format out there. And I came across open <laughs> podcast. I always loved Jason's uh, radio voice and Jessica's sweet, naive worlds about the toy industry. <laughs> it is a great dynamic between between Jason um, would educate Jessica about certain pop culture things. Uh, it also helped me learn when Jason teaches what cool things are out there in the world. Uh, some of my favorite memories are when I won, I won that um, SDCC shopping contest and have my letter read on the show. Yes, it sounds selfish, but 
your audience is what makes the show, right? <laughs> <laughs> When the host is with the audience, you know, we go, holy shit, he's talking about me. He's reading my letter. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, it has been. He's not wrong. Collecting for me, <laughs> and I really need to slow down. There are many factors in play. Looking how expensive everything's are these days, and space, uh, space, and space. <laughs> I'm starting to sound like a realtor. Location, location, location. <laughs> okay, so um, but seriously, I just don't want to end up sleeping in a room surrounded. With toys, kidding, Jason. Relax. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it was when he stayed um, here. <laughs> every single thing is up by almost twenty-five to forty-five percent above what we used to pay、uh, before the pandemic.、Uh, a few weeks ago, I looked into my collection and、uh, my older toy photos. Also, I checked them out, and I collect some very, very cool stuff. Why am I still not satisfied? You know, with what I already got. Perhaps maybe I don't know. Maybe I need to turn off the internet. <laughs> Currently, my new habit of collecting is to obtain meaningful, greater pieces into my collection. Also, I'm looking for things that are more fun to mess with. I'm all about the fun factor, and not too much about the display piece, as there are there's absolutely no room for display in my place anymore. Uh, by the one definitive character, maybe maximum of three different scale, and that's it.、Um, my scale of preference are one sixty-four scale, one twelve scale, and one eighteen scale. And army building allowances is now only maximum of two. <laughs> only if I really love <laughs> love it. Otherwise, just one. One is enough. This is the new rule、uh, I set for myself the start of this year. I mean, if I could do it all over again, I wish my parents never got me any toys when I was a kid. <laughs> it is all their fault. I would have been a professional sim racer by now. <laughs> uh, in closing, my、uh, opinion about the state of collecting. Well, companies are overcharging and trying to give us less for our money. The quality of paint applications gone down. Quality of plastic is being more gummy. Lack of additional head scope for every single figure that's released. <laughs> Japanese has been Japanese toy maker has been giving more help scope head scope these days. And、uh, I also dislike the fact that some of the companies make more unnecessary accessory just so they can put it at a different price point. Ah. <sighs> I believe consumer needs to be smarter and not blind by these marketing strategy tricking us to pay more. Okay, okay. I promise, Jason, I won't go into a rant on your fifteenth anniversary show. <laughs> congratulations on the big one five. Let's wish for another big fifteen. I love how the show is evolving, and now we have even more new friends in the community. Keep up the good work. You know I'll be listening as long as this show keeps on trucking. Peace. All right, on. You know, Thank I gotta you, give Peter. It to, I gotta give it to Peter. 
I fucking love Calico Critters. I think they have the coolest <laughs> play sets. I just, I don't collect them. They, they look very expensive, and I don't have any place in my collection for animals. But the Calico Critters, I do love all the shit the Calico Critters does. Yeah, I was I was quite entertained when I started seeing them. And then once I found out that him and his wife were collecting them, I'm like, I would look for them all the time just so I'd have something to talk to them about. You know, again, we go back to community, you know, people are saying, oh, it's all about community, having something to show people to talk about. And I started looking at Calico Critters just so I could tell Peter, oh, have you seen this one and that one? And <laughs> yeah, it's like Playmobil. There's schoolhouses, there's playgrounds, there's stores. Like it's I mean, he made lots of very valid points about the collecting the way oh, it is right yeah. now. Yeah. It is. It's fucking. It is out of control. Uh, the, the gummy plastic, especially, are, dude. Oh, so yeah. I hate it. Um, because you guys got to go. Let's let's get Vern's video in here. I'm gonna then... just drop off now because my son he's been sick all week and he just wants to get his room back. So okay. I'm just gonna go now. It's been great. I don't. I don't know if I'll be back. I might be. Yeah, I was gonna say, Rock is Rock. Rock, reach rocked. out to me on I am. We gotta talk horror, dude. It's fucking October. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching. I've been enjoying it. I'm just, you know, I did my my whole graveyard. My front yard looks like a graveyard right now. I got like twenty something tombstones out. You know, I'm all into Halloween. It's just, you know, that brings me joy. I got three cases of full size candy bars to hand out already for Halloween. I'm nice. I'm ready. So yep, yeah, we'll I definitely just, talk. But guys, I just it's got been, my, it's I just been got fun. My I'm sorry if I was a downer with the toys but just i think you know we all reach we're all going to reach this point at a different time it's not a downer balls deep rock (laughs) it's being real it's being real right lotus yeah man absolutely well it's good to see you guys good to talk to you all good thank you you, everybody who's been listening for all this time and uh keep on collecting and do your thing (laughs) right on man we'll talk to you guys all right take care rock guys Mike. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna clock off too, Slick. I mean, I what like, man? You gotta sit. You're not even done with the end of the show yet. Come on, dude. It's, it's, but if this is a 20 minute video, like, yeah, it's gonna be done at eight. And so when the video comes back, I just be like, all right, later. Like, yep, that's exactly right, Cliff. Come on, you gotta you gotta pay homage to the people that came before. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Cliff. Yeah, make me feel bad about it. Everybody else is doing it. Why aren't you? (laughs) It's all pure pressure. (laughs) Oh, Vern. Hey, long time no see. My name is Vern Phillips, and I am the host of the Open Your Toys podcast. And I wanted to come on here and congratulate Jason and Jessica and the rest of the crew for 15 years of podcasting about the four greatest action figure franchises of the 80s and all time. And they are Star Wars, G.I. Joe, Masters of the Universe, and last but not least, Transformers. Certainly least. So I want to start this off <laughs> with what are we drinking? So it's kind of lame, but celebration of the 15th anniversary, I had to crack one open. I'm just having a regular Bud Light. Cheers. Boo. <laughs> but... Because it is the 15th anniversary, and because we drink on this podcast, I'm going to celebrate with you guys with 
my favorite drink, 100 Proof Rumple Mints. Oh, yeah. I have lost a lot of my time and life to this thing over the years. <laughs> We're not as close as we used to be, but we still get down every once in a while. And I can't think of a better way or time to cheers up a shot than to open your toys 15th anniversary. You know, Gold Swag so, is classier. It has gold pieces. Like Jason, now. Jessica, and all of the crew, cheers, salute. Cheers. I remember, I remember blacking out on that shit when I was younger. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, me too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fresh breath for at least the next four hours. So uh, I want to get started off by saying uh, it's been an honor for me to, to, to be part of the Open Your Toys podcast. You guys took me in, opened your arms, and welcomed me when I was just a fan of the show. Um, it meant more to me than I think you'll ever, you'll ever know. You know, it was a, a great experience to be on the show. Um, it was a dream of mine, to be completely, to be brutally honest, it was a dream of mine. I wanted to be on the show so bad, and when I was given that chance. It was, it was, it was just amazing, and and it to, I have nothing but fond memories about my my time on the show. Um, so, you know, with that being said, whew, I have <clears throat> With that being said, excuse me. Is gonna have another shot. <laughs> yeah. With that being said, uh, let's get started. Jason sent me some questions. Um, we're gonna go over. Uh, you know the questions that he sent me, and uh, let's see what uh, what's in store for for the uh, hopefully the next ten minutes. I don't want to blabber on too long. So, uh, first question: How did I get into collecting? So, I think I feel like collecting was almost in my DNA. My mother collected things. My father, my aunt, my grandmother. It was always in our family. Somebody collected something. And even as a child, and, and, I, and honestly, I can't remember a time in my life where I didn't collect something. You know, rather it be, you know, toys, skateboards, whatever. It was, it was I could always collect something. But I, I could specifically remember as being a kid, you know, playing with my toys, that I, after I was done, I would, I would set those toys up like and display them. And I was meticulous about, find, you know, the weapons and, and, you know, all the accessories. I didn't want to lose anything. So That's even 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 all the way back then, I, I feel like I was a collector, even even as a child. Um, so let's see. Uh, wh what are some of your favorite things to collect? Well, action figures, obviously, uh, wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. But um, action figures, again, skateboards. Uh, love skateboarding. That's always been my, my first love. So um, as far as a line, it's got to be Masters of the Universe. Um, that's really been my bread and butter my whole life. Uh, the 80s uh, was a time, was a magical time for kids. And, and I don't think, I don't think any kid is ever going to, kids these days will never understand what it was like growing up in the 80s with these toy lines, the, going into a Toys R Us and, and the magnitude of toys that was on a shelf back then. And uh, I just remember masters wise in uh, i guess 84 83 84 uh, i was down light street in, in baltimore with my aunt we were shopping it was kind of the place you went to shop on saturdays get your groceries things like that and we were going to pick up some some uh 
medicine from the pharmacy. And they had a little toy rack in there. And I remember going in, walking past that toy rack and seeing this big muscle bound blonde headed barbarian with an ax and a sword and a comic book, you know, little mini comic. And my aunt couldn't have children and she treated me like her son. I mean, I was, I could do no wrong. And she bought me that, he, my first He-Man figure and that was it. I, I remember taking it back to her house and opening it up and reading the mini comic. And immediately I was just, just Star Wars, done, <laughs> gone. This was my new obsession. Uh, and I just remember loving the, the fact that it was barbarian and, and sorcery and, and had the, you know, the, the technological side of it. And it was just all mixed together and the colors. I mean, come on, you know, those, those colors. I'm looking at the figures right now, like the, the 80s colors of those figures, they just pop. Um, and, and that's, that's something I, I've, I've always been attracted to with those figures. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what I like to collect. Um, how did I hear about Open Your Toys Cast? So, I guess back in 2008, 2009, around that time, I was cert I I'd found out about uh, Apple Podcasts or podcasts in general, and I searched for toy podcasts, and that podcast came up. You guys' podcast came up, and I downloaded the first episode. I was hooked from day one. For me. Your, you, you and Jessica's banter uh, was just everything that I could ever, at that time, could ever have wanted. Because I never imagined that, I, I mean, it was so cool to me to, to see a husband and wife, you know, come together and, on collecting, get along, uh, go to conventions, um, just, just be involved in that, that whole lifestyle. And I was like living vicariously through you guys, you know, and it was amazing to me that you guys were, you know, the, 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 the couple that you were and, and, and doing the things, it was everything I wanted, you know, and even to this day, <laughs> you know, but that is to me, what drew me in was, was the, the relationship and the banter between, between Jason and Jessica. And, uh, that, that's, that's, that's still amazing to me, you know, that, that, uh, you guys, um, just how you 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 just communicated it was it was it was it was awesome so all right let's see next next thing here what are some of my favorite memories oh gosh you know what i'm gonna save this one for last because i think i should um so let's see uh are are you still collecting if so how have habits changed yes i am collecting there was a point where i did stop uh like many of us we stop and get back in but covid COVID brought me back in for sure, like a lot, a lot of people. Uh, I got really heavily into collecting skateboards. And then when Master, when, when Classics came out, that was it. Like when I seen the old style figures or the, you know, the, the vintage looking figures with modern articulation and, and everything that it just, that was it. Hook, line and sinker done uh, fully into it. Loved them since day one. The, the 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 way that that that, that these companies today are um, you know producing toys for for our generation is is pretty pretty amazing considering where we were 15 years ago um, let's see and how have my habits changed Whew, my habits have changed in a few ways um, I do not collect anything that I, I don't display so if, if 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 I can't display it I don't buy it 
Another way my habits have changed for sure is that I used to be a completionist. If I got into a line, I would collect everything. Now I just collect what I like. Um, I, I, I'm pretty much just buying the vintage replicas, just trying to recreate that vintage line. And th there's other stuff I've bought. I mean, I've I'm, I've been all in on the the, the exclusives on on uh, Mattel and everything like that. But um, mostly, I'm just trying to recreate the vintage line, um, and that's that's been a big push for me. Uh, Masterverse is is another um, you know another uh, thing I'm, I'm collecting right now, but. Um, I'm going on a tangent here, but how have my habits changed? Probably just the fact that I don't put, <clears throat> I don't have a, a, a storage shed with 28 boxes of toys that never, <laughs> uh, never see the light of day and never get displayed and never get, you know, never get appreciated. And, uh, well, one other thing is I'm an open, I'm an open box collector now. So when I, very stuff, pointed, I, it, Jason. <laughs> I, I mess with it, yeah, you know, put it up, exactly. play with it, do whatever. And, uh, I don't, I don't, um, I don't, I don't sweat, you know, I used to be fanatical about mint and box and not taking the toys out. Now, I mean, I do have some stuff that are, that's still packaged up, but 99% of my things is, is opened. So that, that's definitely, nice. definitely a, nice. a way that my collecting has changed. Um, if I could do it all over again, what would you change? Hmm. If I could do it all over again, I think if I could do it all over again, I would probably try to enjoy it more to be completely honest i would i would i would try to i would try to you know I, I would try to just soak in the moments which i didn't do uh when i had my large collection I, I was always worried about that next piece that next you know acquisition or you know next figure i had to have i, I never really sat back and enjoyed my toys like i'm doing now like i'm really enjoying the collection that I have now, you know, um, I think at the, at, at the time when I was heavily into collecting, um, my OCD was so bad that I just, you know, I had to get that next thing, you know, keep up with the Joneses and, and things like that. So, um, I definitely would, would, would take it all in a little bit better. Enjoy, enjoy things for sure. Um, let's see if you're still collecting, what are your thoughts on the state of collecting? I think the state of collecting is healthy. Obviously, uh, stuff is selling out left and right. The toy lines are continuing to just roll out. Um, I think it's a lot easier to collect these days. Uh, I do miss the hunts, you know, going out into the aisles and, and searching things down. But that, you know, that's changed so much. Like, if, if I would have done that with the Masters line, I wouldn't have half of the figures because the distribution is so sketchy. And, and it was COVID-related and things like that. Hopefully, it'll get better. Um, but, like... You know, now I just, it's so easy for me. I just go to Big Bad Toy Store. I place a bunch of pre-orders or Amazon or whip it and place my order and, you know, ships and shows up on my doorstep. And I, you know, I don't have to go out there in the aisles and, 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 and spend hours on the weekends looking for things. And, and I do miss that to a degree. Uh, and I still, and when I do find something, I get stoked. Like, I, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, it, 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 it really, like, lights that fire back in me. Uh, but it's very, very few and far in between that I'm able to do that. So, um, uh, let's see, I guess, and, and the, the state of collecting, like I said, I think it's healthy. I, I don't think, I don't think that, uh, the toys being made today are for children. I mean, let's be honest, they're making these toys for us and, and I'm glad because they're putting out some, some amazing things. 
I mean, the, the GI Joe classified line is starting to hit, hit its stride. You know, in, in my opinion, I mean, they're really putting out some nice stuff. Um, Masters as well. Transformers. I mean, come on, you know, and, and, and uh, Star Wars, of course, you know, this is always going strong, but to me, the state of collecting has never been better for collectors. I mean, the prices are crazy, but the product that you're getting, the way that they're listening to us now, it seems like we are the focus of what they're making, which we always wanted to begin with, you know. To me, that is a, a very, very good sign of things to come. Now, will it continue? I don't know. As, as our generation gets older and we start to, to change and, um, you know, do other things or sell off our collections and, and you know, some of us are going to pass away, let's be honest, and then, you know that generation changes, then, then collecting could, could, could change a lot because I don't really see the children of say the nineties might be the last generation that are tied to, to toys. Like maybe the eighties kids were, but I don't see anything. I just don't see a, a, a pool of nostalgia for for toys or action figures past say that, say the nineties, maybe early two thousands. Uh, right now, you know, it is, it's like everything's video games, electronics and, and, and things like that. And Hey, I don't, if I was a kid these days, I'd, I'd be doing the same thing. But again, I think the eighties was a magical time to grow up and, and be involved in, in all this and to see our, our love, you know, our, our things that we love still to this day, 40, 45, 50 years later, still being part of pop culture, still being reinvented in, in, in certain ways and sometimes for the better is is amazing so i i think the state of collecting is 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 good um all right and last but not least um what are my fond memories of uh open your toys cast or my favorite memories i have i have so many i have so many i i, I like i was a fan again you know i i started out as a fan i i'd send questions in i voicemails um listen to the show religiously and um i remember uh, I remember it like yesterday, it was, it was, um, I guess it was, shoot, when was it? It was like, it was like, it was 2010. I think it was like January, February, 2010. And it was a blizzard in Baltimore and Jason had asked me to come on the show. I was so excited, so nervous. And it was the first time they'd ever done a Skype and it was episode 29. I, I can remember this. So <laughs> we get on the show, I'm, you know, we're recording a show. I'm trying to act cool. I'm nervous as shit. I'm drinking. They were snowed in. I had a whole big jug of captain. I got completely wasted. I passed out like in the middle of the show. They thought that our connections got cut off or something. I, I just remember we redid like the second part hungover, but it was, it was a memory. It was great. It was the first time I ever got to really get to know them, you know, and it, it was, it was something else. And, um, and then not, I guess a few, in August of that year, we went to Celebration 5 in Orlando and I got to meet Jason and Jessica and it was great. They were as advertised, just like on the podcast, super fun, um, partiers, uh, just a great fun time. It's, ve it's very memorable to me because I, it's right when I first started dating, uh, my wife and then, at that time, like I was trying to juggle the convention and take her to the theme parks and, you know, it was a lot, but it was fun. It was, it was, it was a really, really fun time. 
And uh, I guess next would be um, when when I was asked to join your show, you know, uh, when, when when Jessica decided to, to, to step down and, and Jason kind of reinvented the show um, in 2015, you know, I was honored that he asked me to be part of it. I, I just, even still, I, I, I can't, you know, it's, I, it's something that I don't think he'll ever understand how much that meant to me at the time. I mean, it was, it was an amazing thing. Uh, it was an honor, it's, you know, still is. And, uh, you know, to be part of the show for 70 episodes, 70 episodes of hanging out with, with your, you know, um, your friends and talking toys and, and everything. It was amazing. You know, it was amazing. And I, I wouldn't have had it any other way, you know? And, uh, that first show, I remember that first show, I'm trying to think what episode it was. Um, it was, it was, let me look, let me look here. Cause I have the episodes pulled up. I think it was episode. Fact check him, Cliff. Oh, shoot. What show? It was, um, <laughs> well, 92 was the first one he's credited as. That's the first episode that we, that we, you know, we were on. And it was me, Dave Draper, Swage, Jason. And it was a four hour long show. Roger was there too. <laughs> and Roger. I don't know if yeah. it's the longest show you guys have had since, but that was the longest show up until that point. But yeah, I knew right there, three and a half, four hours. I was like, yeah, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Uh, you know, and yeah, Cliff, it was set, like I said, 70 episodes and, and it, it was an amazing ride. And I'm just thankful and grateful that I was able to be part of it for, for those three, four years that I did the show. And I guess the last, my, one of my last favorite memories is 2017 when Jason flew down, stayed with me for a week. We went to TFCon in uh, Orlando, or I'm sorry, in D Washington, DC. Um, had a great time that week. Um, did a lot of partying, uh, a lot of drinking, and uh, it was it was a very memorable week. And I, I still remember Jason um, complaining to me about my driving. I was a slow driver, and telling me that my car was a a, a, a mother's car, a mother van, or a um, minivan, or something like that. And I just remember that. It's so funny to me. But uh, anyway, I guess I'm going to wrap it up. It's it's going on 20 minutes here. I don't want to keep going on a tangent, but again, I want to say congratulations. 15 years. Amazing. You guys, I've just it lasted the test of time and it, it's, I'm not surprised because you've been the go-to for toys for 15 years. You've been a consistent voice in the toy community. You've been a place where people could come to every week, every month and catch up you know, be informed and listen to just some great talk, you know? So for that, I say cheers again. Congratulations. I hope you guys do another 15 years, hopefully longer than that. But, you know, thanks again. I, I, I really, really appreciate being on the show and miss it. So thanks again, guys. And I will see you sooner rather than later. Or later rather than sooner. Peace. No, that's amazing. That's what you, you had to hang on, Cliff. Thank you. Uh, no I appreciate no you. Uh, by He's the way, one of the few co hosts I've never interacted with. <laughs>
Oh, that's right. That's right. It came after that little. Uh, apparently, Roger little... either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I even researched it a little bit and totally forgot. Thank you, Roger, for being such a good sport with that. Um, just a comment on the driving. I drive like my mom. I do not break laws. I do not speed. So if I was commenting on his driving at the time, you can imagine how he drives. <laughs> but no, that was absolutely amazing. I, I really appreciate AAA and Vern coming on with a kind of retrospective of, of toy collecting, of what Open Your Toys cast meant to them, how they participated and, you know, and, and their thoughts afterwards. It's so appreciated. It's not even funny. All right, Cliff, if you want to sign off, I want to go through these last few questions with whoever's going to hang on. Um, right, let got... me, can I leave with a parting thought? Yes, please do. I'm the or, uh, flag. How, how about a, a favorite memory and then a parting thought? How I'm about just going to do a parting thought, but nice try. Oh, okay. That, <laughs> I don't know. That's awesome. I don't know. If, if it hasn't meant that much to you, it's okay. No big deal. <laughs> oh, God. If you don't have a favorite memory, that's cool. I'll, I'll consider they're all shit. So, <laughs> actually, do you know? Do you seriously want to know what my favorite memory is? Because it still to this day mortifies me to my very bones. Is the yes, first episode I, you had me on the reason why I want to know what it is? It's the first episode you had me on. I, first or second, Lotus can remember it because Lotus commented on it later. Uh, it was just me and you. And then your internet dropped or you backed out of the window and you left me. I had no show notes. I had never been on the show before in my entire life. I had no idea what to say. <laughs> and it felt like fucking 40 minutes. I'm sure it was like two or three minutes. But it was awful. <laughs> I love that. I love that. not for you. I love that for me. I am sorry. I can that laugh that was... at it now because it's yeah. happened. It's usually when it happens. Me and Roger kind of yeah, just like, yeah, like, oh, well, yeah. okay. <laughs> like, what about GameStop, Roger? What you yeah. like, um, but no, my party thoughts are this: like, uh, and Bernie even mentioned it in his video, how he's like, now is the best time to be a collector because all the toy companies are now focused on collectors. I really don't like that. I love what we're getting, but I, I do miss toys that are actually toys. Yeah. Like I like the Spin Master series a lot, even though there's fucking no record of who comes out. You just sometimes random new figures show up in the store. I have no idea who's coming or what part <laughs> of the collection there. But I still love action figures that are children's toys first. And that we as collectors collect them because that's what we all fell in love with. We all fell in love with Star Wars toys that were made for kids that, yes, also adults bought. And then we grew up into adult collectors. But I do miss that everything is geared towards the collector and there's not like toys for kids anymore. That's I think that that's a huge chunk that's missing. Yeah, but there's no kids for toys anymore. So that's that's true. Yeah. But that's you know they, yeah you're they're do, they're doing what they need to do, but to keep their industry I, I I feel you, Cliff. Like I I liked I liked when we would get homage, like it felt like a 
almost a secret society, right? They were like sneaking in things for us collectors while they were producing kids toys and stuff like that. So it felt more special. And now we know we're the ones fucking keeping at least these lines afloat. We're not keeping Hasbro afloat. Their board games, all that bullshit is keeping them afloat. But it, it, it is, it is a different perspective knowing that they know if, if they make this classified figure and they don't do a vintage homage, it's not going to sell as well and blah, 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 you know? So now they're marketing to us. They're, they're developing for us, all that kind of shit. And it, to me, it's gotten to be too much. It is just fucking too much. Dude, it's just it's, everywhere. It's, you just got to pick your battles at this point. Like I said, yeah, like, I, I I can't pre-order any of that shit anymore. If I see one that I like, I'll pick it up. If I see it at the store, and that's on Hasbro to make sure yeah. their distribution is such that exactly. they're available at stores. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if you were, you know, there's been people that have talked about in online groups, like, what if they just took everything online? Like, would you still collect? Would you no, still buy oh, this stuff? Awesome. That would be awesome because it would be so easy. Because <laughs> you just wouldn't do it. Yeah. You'd just be like, no, I, I might do some classic Origins, but that's about it. Well, Origins I have to pre-order because their fucking distribution is garbage. <laughs> like, I just, I, there's no choice but to pre-order those. And then the NECA figures I pre-order because, yes, sometimes Target is inundated with them. Sometimes they're not. Yeah. So I agree. That's why and it's hard. But I guess Meyer's now getting NECA figures, so I'll have to take that take a look at that. But <laughs> yeah. But always it's been a blast, guys. I do. I have work tomorrow. I'm still getting used to being back at work. So No worries. Understandable. Awesome. Thank you, brother, for being on. We appreciate it. We'll see Thank you in you a couple weeks, me. man. Sounds good, dude. You guys have a good one. Take care, Cliff. Take it easy, Roger. I'll match your heart. <laughs> I'll give you some devil hordes for your heart. <laughs> Later. Happy Halloween. Now we'll see each other before Halloween. Yeah, we'll see each other. Oh, yeah, Halloween. yeah, yeah. Happy yeah. Friday the 13th in October. Yeah. Next Friday. Take it easy, guys. All right. Later. All right. Um, so you guys down to to rapid fire these questions? Maybe sure. not uh 20 minute long diatribes about them. But uh, uh, where did you hear about Open Your Toys, Lotus? Um, I've, yeah, it was just a podcast thing um, where I was just, you know, searching, searching for podcasts regarding toys and you guys popped up. So it was basically the same thing that Vern was, that Vern did. But I actually Damn said what? it before Vern because I I actually answered that earlier. Oh, on the show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it, it, it was probably during my uh, one chip challenge. Yeah, when you were my dying. entire when, body when was insane. just trying to compensate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, favorite memory or memories? Um, just um, I, I mean, I would imagine. Um, probably the first time that you had me on the show, which I think was like episode 125. Um, and, um, yeah, I was just really, you know, I know Vern 
kind of was, you know, talking about how excited he was. It's the same thing. You know, I was just a fan. Um, I listened to you guys religiously, you know, as I was doing my hunts and I know I was, I'm pretty sure I was like sending in either emails or maybe I was in the group and just, you know, answering trying to help out, you know, people in the group and stuff. And I don't know, you, you, you just had a very welcoming feeling, you know, um, just listening to you guys. Um, and, uh, I was just really excited. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, I think Vern was like about to leave. And I think that's when you asked me if I wanted to be on the show. So, And we all know kind of your answer to the other questions about, how, are you still collecting? Has it changed? We all yep. know that. No, I'm but, uh, definitely not, not collecting, but I still, you know, I go to Walmart, I go to Walmart, I go to Target. I, I, take pictures of new yeah. things that I see in the aisles. Um, I, I don't paste like it. Flocked yeah. moss man. Yeah. Like, like a moss man. In a fucking yeah. Wild. yeah. I'm like, I'm so disconnected from it. I don't know if something is good or bad, but I, I, I usually don't get reactions from any of the pictures that I send you guys. You know? And you guys going, are like, Oh, I, I need one. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, and I don't know if the if the Mossman will be there next, you know, next time I go because I only go to that specific Walmart like every, you know, every I week doubt it would Saturday, be there so. that long, dude. Yeah, <laughs> everybody wants Mossman. <laughs> yeah, but then the uh, the introspective question: Would you change? Would if you could go back? Would you never start collecting? Would you put guardrails on? you know, what's, what's your thought? I think that was the problem is I just didn't really have guardrails. I was trying to do the completionist thing. I was trying to do the number thing. Like when the thrilling 30 came out and everything was all numbered. And then towards mm-hmm. the end of the thrilling 30 line, they actually messed up the numbering. And that made me, that made me upset. Oh, I can um, imagine. <laughs> um, you know, and then when they added, like, you know, they added certain things to that line that, was not retail that had to be, you know, STCC exclusives. And now, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think, uh, Vern had a great point that, you know, he didn't enjoy, he was, I, I think Vern was doing the same thing that I was doing where, you know, I was just trying to collect like, you know, okay, so I got this figure. Okay. And now I got to hunt for this next figure and I got to put it up on the wall, you know, cause you got, you guys obviously saw, I was just pinning stuff yeah. on the wall, you know, just doing that. And, um, yeah, I just, I mean, I, I never really, I never played with any of my stuff. I just kept everything in box and I don't know. I, yeah, just, it wasn't really an enjoyment thing. It was more of a, you know, Oh, well, I was able to find this figure and then now I have to find the next figure, you know? It's that kind of a thing. So. What about you, badass? Favorite memory? Favorite memory is the time where you and Jessica came onto my show and we had two hours of a drunken debacle mess. And it was probably (laughs) the best show that I ever fucking did. (laughs) Those, Those guest shows, man, whenever we would guest on a podcast, we would just let loose because. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. We didn't have to follow our show notes yeah. or anything. We just sat there and kind of, you know, nobody was doing video at the time. So yeah. we would just sit there and listen and just take shot after shot after, you know, we would be sitting in our same setup, you know, like yeah. we would sit at either end of a coffee table that lifted up. And we would sit at either end with all the technology on the coffee table, but then we would just have our shots on either side of us and just be like cheersing and drinking. I think that was a three hour show and I edited maybe 20 minutes of it. And it, it was like, it was raw. It was raw start to finish, man. Um, and you talked about how your habits have changed. You are still collecting, um, but yeah, that big question that I was hoping I'd get a lot of everybody to answer, um, would you do it over again? Like, I, I, I can't imagine you would say I collected an, an entire inbox carded Joe collection, sold it all off. And yes, I'll do it again. Like after you do um, something like that, how does that change your perspective? So I, I made rules when I started collecting again. And that yeah. was, I wasn't going to buy anything I already had before, which is vintage. So whatever vintage GI Joe I have now is stuff that I didn't sell. I did pick up the, the, the odd piece here and there, but like favorite things. Yeah. Like things favorite that just things. didn't sell because yeah. people didn't want to pay the price. Yeah. No favorite things like my uh, okay. mail away Duke with his little sticker and stuff. Like those uh, are rare at best. Mm-hmm. Mail away Sergeant Slaughter figures like that, right? Yeah. Um, my original, which is oddly enough, from my original original collection, I still have my mail away Cobra Commander, ah, which I remember cool. cutting flag points up, going to the post office, mailing the check with them out to Hasbro, and then waiting like six weeks for it to come in the mail. And is he still in the bag, or did you at least? No, open? I, I, he's been long played with. But yeah, oh, okay. I was yeah. hoping. I was hoping that wasn't like the first, like you know, like a bat signal of something's going wrong <laughs> no. in your toy buying no. history. So yeah, I, I just made rules for myself. Um, so I try to stay out of vintage because, again, I I had vintage. Yeah, you experienced it, right? Yeah, because you you say you collected, you know, mint in the box and carded, but when we talked and we talked for hours and hours, as you helped me with the Joe collection and stuff like that, is uh, while he collected in the box, most of that was loose in the box, right? So you got to experience. Yeah, it was kind of. You know, I know you had a lot of like sealed content boxes yeah. and stuff like that. I had a Tomahawk so completely sealed. I had a, a Moray completely sealed, factory sealed, never been opened. Jesus. That I picked up for nothing. I literally picked it up for nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, w- I don't know if I would do it again the way I did it. I, I, there was a point where I just, I tipped over an edge and I just couldn't mm. get, I just fell into yeah. that pit. So now for me, I need to be more conservative about how I go about it. Yeah. The, the stupid numbers thing, like, ugh, if it wasn't <laughs> such a fucking illness, then I probably wouldn't I'd cherry pick G.I. Joe more. 
but yeah. Yeah, especially the deep cuts they're doing and uh, repainting yeah. everything as yeah. everything. You know, everything's a crimson, everything's, everything's a python, a python. everything's I mean, a that's what Transformers face. Masterpiece did. They were doing all yeah. these deep cuts that's of true. these these figures. Unfortunately, you know, they were all Japanese figures, you know, repaints and stuff that I, I, I had no clue, you know, anything about them. And, and it was yeah. part of the numbers line. It messed up my numbers. <laughs> Yeah, right. They, yeah, they would do like three diaclone figures. Yeah, like, how do you exactly. have three separate yeah. diaclone figures of the same mold? You know, but you know, I guess so is so is uh, early Japanese collecting. But yeah, yeah uh, Rock put Rock made a good point when we were talking about him coming on the show, and 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 he kind of hinted to this. But if you've been with us this long. Um, Rock is not coming back to the show. Um, I, I felt it was kind of interesting that he kind of like uh, uh, said, oh, I might be back, that kind of thing. And and I'm sure just like Vern was back, Peter was back. Um, unfortunately, Miss McFavorite didn't make it. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll have Rock back on here. But he really feels like his his collecting's kind of done, you know, and I still see rock stuff from rock on eBay. Even this morning, I saw him post a couple wrestling figures just because I have a safe search for rock. Um, But yeah, so rock, unless, unless he's changed his mind between the time I talked to him in this show, um, he won't be coming back. And I, Truly, and I'm sure Badass and Lotus also truly appreciate his time on the show. Oh, I, um, I love Rocks. I mean, it's unfortunate, but oh, yeah, he, yeah, me too. He's growing that way, so I mean, it is what it is. <sighs> and he never told his 7 Eleven story. I know he he, he'll have to be back on just yeah, to do just that to, at least, you know. but uh. But yeah, uh, I mean, he brought up a good point, man. I mean, there there has been some of the most hardcore collectors I've ever known in my life. Lotus, badass. Even you, you're now back into it. Vern, the same way. He he sold everything. He's he's kind of back into it with uh, Origins and Masterverse, and he's collecting two of the same line, man. That's, that's yeah. slippery slope. That's slope. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we've just had we've had a lot of people miss McFavorite. She doesn't collect anything anymore. Um, you know, maybe this maybe this podcast is therapy, and maybe that's <laughs> what what we should evolve for the next fifteen years is how to get people to stop collecting. <laughs> how can we make this so unenjoyable for our <laughs> listeners that they they realize there's a lot better things to be spending their money on? But uh, Jomo, I'll tell you what, Jomo has had a huge effect on my life, and like I say. I there are so many pre-orders I didn't cancel. So I still, even though I don't go shopping, I still have toys showing up on my doorstep almost every other day, it seems like. Um, a lot of them are getting returned. Um, but I, I'm still at that point. I don't want to stop collecting. But what I need to do is make changes in my collecting habits. And Jomo has been huge um without sharing the actual whole thing i'm at right now i'm at 
165 pre-orders that I that I would have made just not even thinking like, oh, retro collection pre-ordered, Black Series pre-ordered, vintage collection pre-ordered. Like I'm at 165 things that last year I would have pre-ordered or been hunting or anything that I have not pre-ordered. That's in addition to, let me do some quick math here. 40, that's an, in addition to 50 uh, pre-orders that I canceled right at the beginning. So, I mean, that right there just told, shows you the magnitude of what is out there to collect. And if you're trying to collect everything from the 80s, or if you're trying to collect everything vintage, or if you're co- trying to collect everything from the four greatest action figure franchises, it is no longer economically possible unless you're pulling high, you know, even mid to medium range six figures. It's just not possible. You're talking about spending $20,000 a month on what these companies are releasing for all this nostalgia. Now, granted, I follow everything from Super 7, you know, Silverhawks to Ramen Toys Mask, all this. I follow all of that and I want all of it. I want it all. I want all the vintage stuff I've never had, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I just don't think it's possible to continue down that route. And so, you know, badass classifieds one thing, you know, number collecting and classifieds. It's never going to get that crazy. You know, they may release $2,500 worth of toys. You know, they might release a hundred figures or the equivalent of beasts and deluxes and all that kind of stuff, but you're still only going to pay $2,500 a year or something. Yeah. But if you're trying to do that, and origins and vintage collection or black series, you know, and then it's one of those things you just can't keep up anymore. You know, like don't, don't try. And, and I think rock had the best point is for him. It stopped bringing happiness Vern when he originally quit the show because he was stopping collecting it didn't make him happy anymore um lotus would you consider that was your standpoint i know you you had a lot of uh things going on in your your real life your irl Uh but do you feel like that's why you stopped collecting because it just wasn't fun anymore it didn't bring you happiness um yeah i I, I don't know. I, I just, I, for me, like I said, all through this, all the collecting is, I didn't have a whole lot when I was a kid. Um, I have a great career and that allows me to basically, you know, buy what I want. And mm-hmm. so that just, uh, I just bought everything from my childhood that I didn't have. And, you know, I have that completest mentality. So I, you know, I wanted to get everything. Like, like I said, with, Game when I go from game systems to Transformers to Masterpiece to 
you know, it's just always collecting a set, you know, um, and I don't, I don't know if any of it really made me happy, you know, um, um, yeah, see, and that's the worst part in my opinion that you don't know if it ever derived happiness. Right. But well, you got to meet us. Hey, no, that was, no, that, no, but that's, but that's the cool thing. Like I'm more, I'm more happy about just being part of your, you know, you know, being part of the show and obviously meeting your family. I mean, that was, that was a super fun time for me, you know, just to, you know, in all these years, you know, we finally get to meet and we had a great time and yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that, that's more important to me than any of these physical items, you know? Yeah. And that's what I always say to, you know, uh, uh, my favorite memories of open your toys cast is everyone I fucking got to meet every one of you guys that like people don't even you hear us talking about toys, but the best part of the shows, even with Mrs. McFavorite, like we used to do outtakes and stuff like that all the time when she edited from the beginning and the end of the shows, because that was our favorite discussions. Like, you know, even coming onto this show, catching up with Lotus and rock, which we hadn't talked to in a while, you know, the end of the show, we're always hanging out for maybe, you know, 10 to 15 minutes at the most, but, those conversations mean so much more to me than the three hours we talked about new reveals, what was hitting stores, third party, that kind of shit. So, I mean, community really is where it's at, in my opinion. Um, about Fix says, was going to say half an hour ago, I feel like I'm in an <laughs> 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 and, and I... I I think I kind of meant that on purpose is, you know, like I say, I, I, I'm not going anywhere. This isn't, you know, this isn't the show going on hiatus or me having an epiphany that I'm going to stop, but it really is. It, it should be a wake up call to anybody out there that is just doing it out of habit. If it doesn't, you know, create a happiness in your life. Worse, if it creates a divisiveness in your life between your family, between your finances, between your job, you know, like this is all supposed to be a hobby. And I think a lot of us start getting really, really ingrained in it and part of all of these communities and groups and they just egg us on and you see new stuff and you see customizing i won't even get into that because to me that's a super positive like if you're a customizer out there so long as you're not spending twelve thousand dollars a month on custom fodder you're at least doing something you're playing you're creating you're doing art um but you know take a long hard look at yourself and you're collecting and your house and your storage units and all of this and say, is it worth it? Because I, I really, I really hedge my bets on rock side that in five, 10 years at the most, 
no one's going to want to buy anything we have. Nope. So if you, if you don't want to keep everything you have right now, you better start selling it. Because it would take an entire generation for our stuff to actually come back and be worth something to someone else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we'll all be dead. And we'll it'll be long be dead by then. Our, our relatives that didn't ever have to sell the garage yeah. or something. And then they're like, holy shit, you know, the, this uh, mullet is back in style. This fucking <laughs> <laughs> Blair Jean is black in style, but. All right. Well, I've been keeping everybody. Uh, sorry we didn't get to all the questions, all the answers from everybody, but this is the exact 15th anniversary show I wanted. Thank you, Lotus, for being on. Thank you, Rock, Vern, Triple A, uh, Roger, of course, um, and fucking uh, who else Cliff. was on there? Thank you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> for that cliff <laughs> he won't ever listen to it so he won't know bullshit you'll see a comment pop up from Duke Fisticop fuck you <laughs> he's like I listened to the first three minutes and the last three minutes and really yeah. really <laughs> uh, but for our 15th anniversary show we will uh, see you sooner rather than later rather sooner than later or later rather than sooner. <laughs> I was hoping that would be it. Peace. Peace. <laughs>